Welcome to Apologetics Live. We're here to answer your questions and challenges about God and the Bible. Meet your hosts from Striving for Eternity Ministries, Andrew Rappaport, Dr. Anthony Silvestro, and Pastor Justin Pierce. We are live, Apologetics Live, here to answer your challenging questions. Anything you have about God and the Bible, we can answer them here. Just go to ApologeticsLive.com to join us in the discussion. We're here in the international headquarters of Silvestro, and uh, that is what this place is called, right? That's that's a good name for it. <laughs> Although we, we kind of like slide over the camera there. All right, so uh, tonight we're going to talk about, uh, well, superheroes, idolatry, um, the way people interpret things on social media, a lot of fun things. But before we get into that... Um, uh, just a quick couple things. Anthony, you got a conference down in Florida that you're going to be at. So why don't you talk about that real quick? Yeah. So uh, down at uh, Beulah Baptist of Winter Garden, Florida, it'll be uh, Dr. Casey Butter, who's been a guest a few times on the show already. And uh, we'll be down at his church. And it'll be Phil Johnson, Justin Peters, and Susan Heck doing a family integrated conference. Um, Susan Heck will only be teaching the females. There's been some, uh, there's been some videos that have come out by some guys who literally have lied on, uh, on the podcast saying she'll be teaching men. That is, that is not true at all. Um, I'm the one who has made the schedule, who has kept the schedule. I know exactly who's speaking to whom, uh, Justin and, uh, Justin Phil will be doing full sessions. Uh, Dr. Casey and myself will be doing breakout sessions. I'll be emceeing the whole time. Uh, we'll do some good Q&As. And here's the best part is that on Sunday night, I think it's the 11th, uh, during the weekend of the conference. So next Sunday night, a special Apologetics Live episode at 7 o'clock to 9. It'll be a live Q&A with Phil Johnson, Justin Peters, Casey, and myself. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. And uh, we'll have a live audience for it as well as, uh, as anybody who wants to come into the actual show to see it. And uh, I guess we should probably also say – We've got some good shows coming up now, too, right? Well, we do. We have, well, for one, uh, next week we're going to have, uh, let me, why don't you bring in Justin there? Yeah, so, uh, so okay, this has been a long time coming. I don't even know the, la- I don't even know the last time this has happened. But we have a special guest tonight. Yeah. yeah. Are you ready? Yep, all right, see you all. Nice to see you guys. I'll talk, talk to you later. Hey, <laughs> so, uh, so we're excited. This is the first time uh, the three amigos have been together. And since, since he was started his class this semester. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been uh better than four and a half months, almost five months. So at least, yeah. yeah. So, uh, w- uh, next week, uh, next week, uh, Dr. Uh, Andrew Burgraff is going to be coming in. We're going to talk about discipleship and the early church. This is his book. So I get to read this this week and, uh, uh, talk it up with him. Um, he's he's our, my discipleship evangelism and apologetics professor, and um, he's just, just a great guy. That's just crazy for me to hear you refer to him as your professor, considering I went to seminary with him. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you won't believe and his this, father but... has been on this show before, talking about war. Yeah, talking about uh, war, just war theory, and yeah, because that's what he did his doctorate. And one of my favorite professors, by the yeah. way. So we do have, so next week is going to be, uh, we'll talk with Andy Burgraff or you will. Um, then on, um, the 27th or sorry, 20, 22nd, 
we'll have, if you guys remember back, we had a guy that contacted or who came in that is a, you know, claiming to have been a Christian, but now he does a um, reasons to doubt type of podcast. Hmm. He wants to talk about New Testament documents and basically claim that they're not really original. They're all just made up from other ancient, you know, ancient uh, mythicism. So uh, we're going to have him come on. And he did email me, by the way, I didn't tell you this. He did email me asking who he'd be discussing with. So he may have he may have gotten heard the rumor that uh, he's going to be discussing it with James White. I don't know. But uh, Dr. White will be in to discuss it with him because it's a topic I don't know as much about. And so um, but uh, I heard some of his arguments, so it'll be interesting. And so uh, Facebook user here says hello from where's that the best state in the country. Not really. I know. I wish our weather was better. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of trees in that picture too. So, yeah. Uh, and if you want to know how to get your name to show up so that it shows up like this on Facebook, um, all you got to do is go to apologeticslive.com, give permission for Facebook to use, um, I guess, to share your name. So, <clears throat> one of the fun things. Oh, wait, wait. Before you get into that. Oh, come on. We got one other guest. Okay. So, Justin, Justin has a guest yeah. next week. In three weeks, you have a guest, Dr. James White. Um, I have a guest on the 15th, and that is Dr. Casey Butner. So it'll be a follow-up to the conference. And most importantly, um, what we are planning to do is, is uh, he, because of all the videos that he and Justin Peters have done, the videos that he's done with us on Apologetics Live um, have been really popular about why he's decided to leave the SBC and all the problems the SBC. Mm. So he's been getting a flood of emails. I mean, he, he, sends, he sends me emails, sends me texts to these things all the time. Flood of emails from pastors who just watched the show for the first time are shocked. And uh, they're, they're like, can you give me more, more information? So what <laughs> we are going to be doing on the 15th is we're doing a two-hour show and just laying out the case succinctly, quickly, um, not much chatter. We're just walking through all the issues in the SBC and why somebody should stay or leave. And so that's what the show's going to be. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Stay? Well, I mean, you know, we're <laughs> okay. trying yeah. to be um, Yeah, being fair about this, let's, let's be very balanced. When you have the conservative wing decide that they want to get Johnny Hunt back in after he admitted to a sexual uh, indiscretion. Did he, did he admit to that? No, he admitted to a sexual indiscretion, even though she said it was rape. And he yeah. said, oh, yeah, well, it wasn't really rape. It was just, um, you know, we were both, you know, uh, it, we uh, consensual. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah. There's still something with that story that I, I don't know. I and we can never get all the facts because it's you just can, yeah. You're not going to get the facts. You're you know, not going to. We have them. other people saying they knew what happened. I was, uh, you, you weren't in the room. I'm sorry. You know, um, I mean, so it's it's based on on their two stories. But he's he had, if he did admit to something, then you know, and it could be in his mind it wasn't rape, and in her mind it was. Yeah, Drew. Drew. Uh, Drew says Justin 2.0 laid the case that you why you should leave. Uh, <laughs> and I, I agree in that case. I agree yeah. in this case. I but Casey does want to bring this out because of all the people contact him. He wants to be able to just share a link. Yeah, that's in, in a response email. So what better than apologetics live for that? Yeah. So in the mail, you know, it's it's funny when you when you have a ministry, you go to the post office box and you never know what you're going to get. But here's oh, yeah. the thing: whoever sends things. <clears throat> Please have the courage. 
put a put your name and a return address because we'd love to talk to you. But <clears throat> got this in the mail. The attack. The attack. Yes, it's a chick track on the basically this is saying how the word of God has been kind of, you know, Satan has been attacking the word of God throughout history. Um, if you haven't seen chick tracks, they're a little comic book. They're usually gospel tracks, but this one is more on the King James only. Um, and so James, okay. You're putting up the thing. James yeah. Cave says it's beard season now, except for uh, Andrew. <laughs> no, my beard is just shorter than yours. It's no, shame, November. Shorter. yeah, well, it's now over, but <laughs> yeah. So, so it's interesting as I go through some of the things that y- you see in this. And, and I think what we're probably going to do is do a full episode at some point on King James onlyism, <laughs> and, um, just so that we could see it, but there are some things in here really interesting that if you didn't have any history and you read something like this, you're going, wow, this is really convincing. Uh, But there's things like they, they mention in here that the, the, when they were using the, the Greek in the, in the, you know, council of Nicaea in three hundreds, they, they were, using this supposed satanic uh, version of the Greek, which is the, um, the, the they'll, they'll end up arguing that it's, that this is the same one that the, the Alexandrian one, they're going to say, this is what the Catholics were, were putting in. And they, they'll say Bi- Bibles from Alexandria in Egypt played, uh, played down the deity of, of the virgin birth um, salvation by grace through faith. So they're trying to say that, and this is an interesting thing they say, they say, another attack came from the Roman Empire Constantine, the first pope, ordered 50 Bibles and created the satanic Alexandrian manuscripts. Now, you know why they use the Alexandrian manuscripts? Because historically, that's the only thing that we know that they had. The Byzantine manuscripts hadn't existed yet. In fact, the King James is based off of the Texas Receptus, which didn't occur for till the 1500s. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, it's really kind of interesting as you read through this because they say, well, the Latin Vulgate was based off of this satanic version. Well, yeah, the, the, the only Greek that they had at the time, right? It is interesting because they do admit in here that the 1611 version of the King James did have the Apocrypha in it. So if the 1611 is inspired, guess what? That means, yes, that the Apocrypha must be inspired. So they say Satan worked his way in. So real quick, before we get into topic tonight. But then they do explain in here later on how then they decided to remove the To Apocrypha. remove it. Correct, correct. So, so they say that's, that the, 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 the Jesuit priests kind of worked this in, and then the, the reformers got, you know, they, they were able to get it back out. The reality is is what you end up having in history was you had, when you had the, the Catholics in charge, then the reformers, and it would go back and forth, they would rip every Bible out of all the churches and replace it. So you had the Latin Vulgate got ripped out, and it was, it was replaced with, there was an English translation, by the way, with the Geneva Bible. And so the that was the one that got replaced with it. And so, okay, rip that out. Let's get the Catholics in. So this is going back and forth. Well, here's what ended up happening. King James tried to appease both. It was his plan all along 
to have an English version to appease the reformers and have a the Apocrypha in to appease the Catholics, which basically appeased nobody. And so eventually, as King James brought in the, and the reformers got more of a hold, they got rid of Catholicism and you ended up having uh, them rewrite the King James actually several times. People talk about the 1611, but the actual King James that people use is the authorized King James from like 1781, I believe it is. So, uh, but so whoever sent this to us, hey, thanks for it, but man up and give us your name and address or come on the show. We'll do a whole show on this and discuss the King James and why I believe, if you believe that the King James is the only word of God. In other words, especially if you believe the King James uh, is more inspired than the original Greeks or equal in authority, you're just wrong. Yeah, oh, oh, we just lost the listeners. Look at that. Oh, but right. but I but I would I would ask though that you send all other kinds of chick tracks because they are a blast to read. <laughs> oh so, yeah, they're great. They're really great. Enjoy them. All the ones with the hellfire and brimstone. That's yeah. Kind of stuff. Actually, it, I wish more pastors would be. Doing what was the today. one that had no words at all? Uh, your your life or something, and it's just pictures of your life now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. So I don't know if he wants to be added to the stream or not, but I, we might as well say hi because he's in my house in my dining room. Nope, and, there's my, your, and your wife. There's, there's your wife. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Donnie. Yeah. Uh, Anthony's oh, yeah. dead. <laughs> from, from the other room. I, I see Donnie. I see his microphone is set up, and I don't hear him at all. Yeah. So Is it, it working? It's working, yeah. You just yeah, got to Yeah. Did you want to be on live, or you just want to hang out in the back? I can go live. Okay, we're gonna. Yeah, I know Andrew on. misses me. <clears throat> he does. He already misses you. Yeah, he's had all day with you. And yeah. yeah. So right. okay, before we get into the topic, though, there's one other thing I do want to I want to address, only because um, only because you know, Apologetics Live used to be on Sunday nights, and after that, after that, you used to have the council that did that did their the, after. Well, show. we did, we used to have an after show and. It became way too much for me doing four or five hours, well, and yeah. they would they would do the after show. Yeah, so yeah. the council took over John Wilkinson and, and others, and um, one of the frequent guests was a uh, was a guy named Tyler Vila, and yeah. uh, and so I, I well he was a regular he was regular not only in the after show but we had him on the show itself at times. So yes, yeah. So you know I I am I, I have to say I, I have disagreed with him pretty much since the beginning. I mean, his view on creation, his, his, yeah, I, what I believe to be an arrogance um, towards towards other believers. Well, mm-hmm. I guess to believers. That's, I that's why I blocked him. So, yeah, you know, and uh, one of the things I'll never forget is that when I was debating an atheist, so John Wilkinson had me on his show. This is probably five years ago now. I was debating an atheist. They were doing a, a promo show for my book, which had just come out a little bit earlier. Um, an atheist came on, debated for a while, and Tyler came on, of course, gave his two cents that he didn't believe in creation, um, but he respected yeah. me for giving the gospel over and over again. And that was that was really cool. And it never left my mind, right? So I didn't I, I was never a fan of Tyler, but hey, you know what? He's a Christian, he's he's out there debating non Christians, he's out there and, battling and, and faith. He would take any debate. I mean, he yeah. would yeah. he and and he was good at debating. That's right. Um and, and so, obviously, I was uh, I was very saddened when mm-hmm. reading the stuff. What about ten days ago now? When he he put out his deconversion and then 
but add a second well, and a third part to the deconversion. Yeah, let's, let's, video. Just, let's address it's not a deconversion because, right. you know, Scripture is very clear. First John 219, they went out from among us because they were never of us. So even though he debated topics like Calvinism, uh, the existence of God, creation, he had a lot of different areas he debated. But the fact is, is that he now claims he's not a Christian. Therefore, he never was, was. a Christian. Was. He went out from among us to expose he was never of us. Yeah. That's what God says. Not me, not Anthony. That's what God yeah. has said. And he should know that because he yeah. debated right. Calvinism for yeah, how he's long? debated that issue for so many years. So. And, and you got to think, too, is is um, when you're dealing with this type of situation, if you look at the culture today and you know, Anthony, you and I have talked about this before. When you go back to the to the um, the Renaissance and you start coming forward into the 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 transition from a biblical worldview to a to a sociological worldview, when people started bringing in uh, sociology and psychology and bringing in their you know Nietzsche, Freud, and all these other guys in all the philosophies, when they started bringing in, they they did what's called uh, a deconstructionism. And, uh, you know, and that's tied into Christian reconstruction and whatnot. And all of this is, is the, the, it's the product of the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's normal to see people outing themselves as, um, you know, well, I never was, uh, John Piper's son, I believe it is, uh, has, has the big, uh, thing about his Christian deconstructionism on, uh, on YouTube. And he brags about it, that he's an atheist and whatnot. He, you know, talks about it all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. So Drew says here just shows you can have knowledge and yet not have a heart change. And that's that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then Jason Cave, who, as you see, the little icon there said means that he is a, a member, which is when you're on YouTube, you can support us by uh, being a member. And that yep. sends us money. Supposedly, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, and you can always send super chats. But uh, yeah, I was say, what's that? The super chat. It's been a while. The, yeah, the super chat is. It was super chat is. There's a like a m- low money sign on YouTube uh, that has the way where you can put a chat and it pops it up special for us so that we see and we will always read those. So Jason says God uses the lost all the time for His good, and that's true. Yeah, that's and that's true. that's the thing we have to we have to remember. Yeah. So, you know, I, so I, I was I was really sad. I've been sad watching it. Um, I, I guess there's two takeaways in all this. One that has really puzzled me to granted um, in his in his rooms, like uh, I, didn't, I don't remember what it is now. Freed thinker or something. Freed thinker. Because, freed thinker yeah. podcast. because he used to be a professing atheist and he said he was freed from that thinking. Yeah. yeah. So he he has atheists and Catholics and mm-hmm. all kinds of people on there. So you never know who's commenting about what. But um, mm-hmm. there's been a number of Christians who have said, hey, lay off a of Tyler. You know, you know, he's a he's a brother. We need to treat him like one. And I'm like, not if he's denying it. What? And and, and yeah, just it, let, let me just for the record say that I did reach out to him uh, and he's not returning my calls. This is someone who's he you know, he and I have had a relationship. We've talked. So. Um, yeah, you guys were, yeah. were friends. I mean, mm-hmm. so so that's one. The other part I wanted to bring up is uh, I hear this all too often, and it's why pastors really need to do a good job with the theological side of this issue of theodicy, because I hear constantly from unbelievers that um, they can't believe in God because if God is so powerful, so good, why do bad things happen? I hear yeah. from Christians all the time who don't know how to answer the question, 
properly. Not that that saves somebody, right? But that that there's that we have to understand the theology rightly, and uh, and so we're watching Tyler right now saying that he, in his words, deconverted, right? Because God didn't answer his prayers. God God wasn't there when he was going through his divorce and and other issues in his in his life and uh completely ignoring scripture right mm-hmm. i mean the idea that in james 1 verses 2 and 3 that that our trials and tribulations um help us to persevere in the faith uh we see the entire book of job um that that talks about this i mean so the the answers are in scripture for this stuff and and you know job at the end of the book Still didn't understand he why. Was never, he, he was never told what happened in Genesis. Well, but what does Job tell you? Though? Job yeah. tells you that God doesn't owe you an answer. That's you right. An answer. I yeah. mean, that, that's exactly what you need to take away from Job. Um, the, yeah. the hardships in our lives, you know, you, we just went through this at seminary. So I'm going to tell you, talking about Job, you have this guy who has, you know, four different philosophers come and tell them all their thoughts about God <laughs> and how God should be and how the, he should be and everything that they know, and even even Job complaining about his righteousness, you know, he complaining, oh, I want to meet, have a meeting with God. And then when God showed up, all the meetings stop. And, and, and God doesn't give him an answer. God doesn't say, hey, you know, at no point in time did, did God resolve the big question that he had. Because what God did is he came and he changed the equation. So here's the thing. When you get the question of evil, as Anthony said, we hear this all the time. How, yeah. how a good God. I saw this earlier uh, this week on Twitter where someone was challenging God can't exist because there's so much evil in the world. And I just said, can you explain how you can have evil without God? No. Because if there is no God, we're just a bag of chemical reactions. There's no morality to it. There's no, there's no good and evil. It just is. No. When, it, when a lion grabs an antelope and eats it, it's not evil. It just is. There's no morality to it. Yeah. It's us humans that have a morality that understand good and evil. And so when we speak of evil, we, that requires God's existence in the first place to have this immaterial thing that we call morality. So to use evil to deny God, they have a problem. Because mm-hmm. what is evil? Evil is the absence of good. Well, how do you define good? By the nature of God. To claim something is evil first requires God's existence. And so the, the argument itself has a flaw. And it's just that simple to make the argument. If you've, if you've been challenged with this, this is how you can argue very simply, right? When people say there's evil in the world, you just start with, well, that requires God because evil is something good and evil are more a system of morality that's immaterial, it's not the product of chemical reactions. Yep. So it requires an immaterial source. How do we have a universal good? How, how can you say something is evil? Well, you can only say it if you have a standard. And what everyone wants to do is say they're the standard or the government's the standard. You know, well, you know, the Germans tried that after World War II, saying, hey, our, our laws said it was okay to kill these people, so it wasn't a problem. Well, when you it, teach that subjective morality, right. yeah, I'm sorry. When, right. when you teach subjective morality, you say, you know, yes, there is a, an absolute standard, and it's my standard, but it's subjective to me. But I can imply it on you. Yeah, I can say that that you're wrong, 
you know, and, and I can say that, that what I see here is right or good or bad. However, you have to uphold my standard when it, when it comes down to brass tacks, yeah. when we're push, push comes to shove and we see it in our government today, we see the, the, the forcing of a subjective standard on even Christians today. Now we're upholding uh, marriage equality, which is not a biblical marriage, which is now a marriage for all, you know, and now you're a Christian. You can't say anything against it. Well, it's coming. It's coming. We, we have a very, very intuitive and smart audience. So, so let's That's put right. some comments up here. Uh, where would, where would there be justice? And then right before that was this comment from Melissa that says good versus evil. Great lead into superheroes. Oh, man. Huff said segue. So we can't even get to the segue before the audience. Yeah. Hold on a minute. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, I tell you what, Anthony, I don't know if you saw it or not, but so, so uh, to the audience, I want to say that Andrew Rappaport is he's so incredible. I just I love it when he gets on Facebook and on Twitter and whatnot when he gets on there because because he steps in landmines and he steps in bees hornet's nest all the time and and he's he he it's like when we're when we're having a conversation the man is like a, a genius level but when he writes it out he's like foot and mouth sometimes and and he puts something on internet. If you guys saw it, maybe that's why you're commenting well, here. It's called Trump syndrome, right? Yeah. I mean, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, so here's, here's the thing. I posted three things. Okay. And, uh, and the ones that I expected to get heat for didn't get any attention. And the one that I didn't word great, but thought everyone, all, at least believers would agree with Got all the attention. So here's here. Let me give you the other two that I. I so I'm addressing the, the character of God. And, and this threw me. I did not expect this, that you discuss the character of God and Christians. You know, when character God's under attack, Christians don't respond. Yeah. Like talk about superheroes and you get a response. OK, so here's here's the thing that I said. Uh, the woke mindset are those that do not accept that life is not fair. Their denial of people's sin nature leads them to think perfect fairness is possible. Then I it's that second uh, post I did was attempting true justice without God leads to humans uh, to human preference and oppression. Now those two is are the ones I thought I was going to get a lot of heat for. Nope. Nope. They got very little reaction. Uh, very little. But the one that got the reaction was one that I, I posted about, well, heroes originally. And I, I, I edited this a couple of times because I basically, um, you know, I realized I didn't word it the best. And so I tried to correct it. So here's the original. I said, why do people like super, uh, sorry, why do people like hero movies? Because they hate God. We are all criminals and sinners, and, and God is the only hero. Some people hate God, so they want to substitute, they want substitute heroes. Now, what I meant by heroes was superheroes, 
And I was really clear afterwards. You can't now. Here's the thing. You can't go back on Twitter and edit things. So I, yeah. I did edit Facebook where I had posted it. Uh, but I, you know, people were like, this needs to be taken down. The, the problem is when you take it down, then you're hiding you something evidence that, hey, this is what I said. Here's the corrections. Yeah. Um, so I wanted that to still be up there. So I, I, I edited on Facebook to say, why do people like superhero movies? Because they hate God. Uh, we're we're all criminals and sinners. Uh, and God's the only hero. People hate God. Um, so they want to uh, substitute heroes. Then I, I added this. The point is the unbelievers hate God, so they create movies with God-like features to replace God with superheroes and unsafe people like watching them because they're all sinners. And I've said, if you look throughout, um, like on Twitter, Facebook, when I'd respond, I was saying several times that this is what you end up seeing is a case where you know, the what I meant by my words is where you see the word people, I meant unbelievers. Where you saw we, I mean all humanity. So people that in my mindset, now this, why am I saying in my mindset? Because this is going to become a an issue. Um, when we do interpretation of scripture, the proper way to interpret is what's called authorial Authorial. intent. Yep. And that is something that we have to know, what did the author mean by their words, especially on social media, especially in Twitter, where you can't can't edit it and and change it and clarify it. But it's even quite interesting because I did add clarification on what I meant, and people accused me of lying and trying to change so that to soften it, look, I'm not backing away from what I said and what I meant. What I meant is very yeah. clear in my mind that unbelievers like to create substitute gods. This is not new in history, folks. Go check all the Romans and Greek gods. What we'll a, go back to a lot of human Egypt. features and a lot of divine features. There's no difference there. Yeah. Um. So Drew says this. Um. <laughs> where angels fear to tread andrew walks right through <laughs> now i have a feeling drew i'm gonna i may be wrong but i have a feeling you were speaking to a guest that's coming in later this evening because someone else sent me a marco polo today drew using that same exact phrasing and i forgot to i forgot to let me just go back to this one i forgot to bring this up um it says striving attorney you guys plan to watch the cessationist documentary no, no, we don't plan on watching it. We plan on helping produce it. There you go. Okay, because we are we are producing that film with the guys that are doing it. So uh, we're very active in the in that film. Uh, hence the reason we were at, or at least I was at the cessationist conference uh, up in Idaho uh, what two weeks ago, week before Thanksgiving, to get uh, for the interview for that film. So. So and just so you're up on the, just so you get, hold on, just so you guys are know that I want you to be up on the lingo. You can triple stamp on a double stamp, no erases. What is okay? that? Oh, uh, it's, uh, I can't remember where it's from, but it's, I think it's from, uh, uh, um, it's not Toy Story. It's the other one. Uh, 
no it's idea. Coming. Yeah. Don't don't ask me on pop culture, okay? Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. It's the oh. um Do you know anyway. what it means? Yeah. yeah, well actually what it's about what it's about is um is is you can't erase something. You you can only you can only double and triple it up. Right? So there you go. I still have no idea. Uh, yeah, okay. In, in any case, the cessationist conference that Andrew is referencing at Jim Mosman's church um is all free online. Andrew oh, had and, a great message. And Ka- that's what, what Kathy just says. Good message, Andrew, at the conference. Yep. Yeah, I think he had the best message there, and I'm not being biased at all. Yeah, it was. And it was a different take. I mean, I mm-hmm. I actually didn't do okay. So I actually didn't do what I was really assigned to do. I don't think <laughs> I was really assigned to the topic of looking through the fading of the new test, the miracles in the New Testament. What I ended up doing was discovering, wait, as I, I started looking into miracles and going, um, why in the fact do we expect to see miracles today? And so it's very different than I had originally thought I was going to do, but it was and and I will say, if you want to see all the data that I produced and the charts are all available at strivingfraternity.org slash miracles. You can see my sermon notes. You can see, um, you'll be able to see all the charts that I produced to show how miracles are extremely rare. I'll just give you one quick thing with it that really struck me. Uh, you take out all the miracles done during the time of Moses, Elisha, and the disciples, and you are only left with eight miracles performed by human beings. Eight. Eight. Let that sink in. Eight miracles in 4,000 years of history. Why would we accept miracles as normative? And what's special about those other three times that I kind of put aside? Because what's special about those three periods of history was after a period of no scripture silence and then the new writing of scripture. So when there's new revelation being given, we expect miracles. Outside of that, we don't because there was only eight people we have in recorded history of you know, from scripture. So yeah, it was, it was great research you did on that. And, uh, you know, I hope that when, when the cessationist guys go back to interview you for the film that they're, well, they already did that. We did that already. Yeah. So, so, so that's what we were all doing out there in Idaho was the Idaho was all the guys that they needed to, to, to get interviews from. And so my interview is literally, um, I, I got up preached. I had a half an hour to get ready for the interview. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, please tell me some of this stuff, the stats were in your interview. Uh, some of it, uh, well, yeah, some of it was in the interview. Okay. So good. I, Cause whether, that's really, that was yeah. good stuff. So as we, as we continue, and, and here, here's what yeah. Drew says. He says, uh, Andrew's message was by far the most informative. So thank you for that. Completely agreed. So, yep, that's, that's absolutely right. So I, I have to say, Andrew is not against superheroes and, um, how do, how do I know that? Because um, <laughs> Andrew Andrew is a superhero. Oh man, he's uh, he's, he's playing Thor here, and um, now Andrew's been working out a lot lately. I've seen it. We've been oh, wow. the last two days together, and um, I mean Andrew's getting buff. So uh, superhero there. Uh, maybe this one's not so buff, but uh, Nacho Libre is one. Of I, I don't even know who that one is. Yeah, I just, he's I, in a, he's in a spoof, but uh, our last one, the that's, great- that's Andrew right there. That is him. And yeah. I don't even know that one either. Yeah. The greatest American hero. Yeah. So these are all courtesy of my favorite. <laughs> the, meme the, maker. Meme King. The, the meme what, King. Yeah. The meme King is uh, Brad Worley. Um, friend of mine here in, in Ohio. He's made some great memes and, um, one of his funniest memes that I've ever seen was one where he was uh, he had Ken Ham duking it out with uh, with 
Charles Darwin. Oh. <laughs> and and I kid you not, at the at, I think it was at the Truth no, it was not the Truth Matters conference. The week the a month earlier at the women's conference uh-huh. that my wife was at, and I got you know sitting in the back, um, just kind of watching from the side. And he actually showed Brad's meme oh, did up on the screen. It says, I don't condone this, but it does talk about the cult, the issues in yeah. culture today. And uh, so, so it made the big screen there. Yeah. And, uh, well, we, you know, we could end up getting into, I don't know if you saw the, what went around was someone made a AI picture of John MacArthur at the council of Nicaea arguing for the um, arguing for uh, the, the, word of god and uh you know so people were not happy uh that you know they had john MacArthur looking angry but look we could talk about that another time i think that would be actually a good thing to discuss how ai is working as well because i think that's that's a thing. that's a scary so, thing so let me let me deal with this issue with the um that we have with what ended up happening with with some of this so I had a a person that um, when seeing this this tweet that I did that said, uh, you know, which is speaking in my mind, I'm speaking of unbelievers hating, uh, hating God and wanting to replace him. And a lot of people took it personally, a lot of believers saying you're saying that because I watch movies, I'm not saved. One person told me that I called her unsaved and then told me I said that she hates God. Um, and so this is this is someone who has I, I know nothing about her before this, really, but she has made a name for herself by um, the by by, you know, she's one of the people that uh, is very active in in calling out the abuse of women and things like that. And so she put this up. And. Uh, so there at the bottom, you could you could see my original. Uh, actually, I got to. Uh, let's see, I got to remove the banner there so you could read it. Um, so she posted this after, you know, I she told me I said that she wasn't saved. I said I never said that. Um, I told her that the people in my thing refers to um you know, that it refers to the unbelievers and the we refers to all human, all humans. So she, she took some, I said, where I said, you, you read too much into a short tweet before asking the meaning. You concluded that I question your salvation when I never claimed anything close to that. You claimed I said it was evil to watch when I said nothing like that. Sorry, but you've overreacted. So she decided to go public by taking that, putting it on her wall and saying, he said, why do people like hero movies? Because they hate God. I pointed out calmly and logically that I like superhero movies and am a Christian. So he replied, I'm reading too much into the tweet. I'm overreacting. Alexa, what is gaslighting? And so... What you, what we ended up seeing with that was she. Oops, sorry, <laughs> your Alexa's actually asking. <laughs> Alexa, oh. Alexa's answering now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's too funny. See, I don't have Alexa products. <laughs> That's because Stop. they listen to everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Apple ones don't. 
Okay, so here's the thing that I want to point out, because this is a, a topic, I think, of good discussion for us to have. And that is what you end up seeing with this is someone who read something and I've admitted that it wasn't worded correctly. That's why I offered clarification. Uh, Jennifer Greenberg has accused me of lying about my clarification. Um, now, I'll mind you, I put this tweet out and then I went to a place called church. That's where I was while everyone was responding. Um, and so I didn't respond for quite a while because, you know, it was Sunday. I kicked some things off in the morning as I was thinking about them. It was just getting ready for church and went out. And so the thing is, is many people ended up seeing what I said and and uh, what are you doing, Anthony? I'm looking somebody up. Oh, okay. All of a sudden, we're losing the <laughs> Wi-Fi in his, in his oh, house. Oh. That off. No, go ahead. It well, may not be me. Fine. Yeah, that's okay. It's it's on this screen. It's fine. So it's there. We go. Okay. It must it, be. It was, wow. We were taking too much bandwidth that way. Yeah. Oh, you guys are right. killing it. Yeah. So, well, so, but you think about it. You have you you have the opportunity to 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 share with people. You know your your heart. You know, and 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 brother, well, I read it. I did not think that you meant in anything, uh, and, and I know you, and, and I, you know, well, I, well but she she doesn't. So she doesn't. So benefit doubt. But, but you were trying also, to clarify. But but here's one of the things that that I'll say that I think you you have a person who is is always focused on on abusers. I think she's looking to be. I, I personally think she's playing the victim card because here's what she ended up posting uh, afterwards. She she said. Now, this is her. She's responding, said, you said, I hate God. So here's the challenge I'll put to anybody. Go through the thread. I didn't remove anything, nothing. Go through the thread and find where I said she hates God. Didn't happen. That's called a lie. Now, let's be specific. I used a, a biblical word I'll get to later called slander. And she said, no, it's written. It's libel. Okay, I'm using biblical terminology because I'm in the biblical realm. I think that's more important than the legal realm. But if you want to use libel, fine. You committed libel. She said, but now here's the way she says, by the way, got your email. If you genuinely want to discuss this privately, why are you tagging me in threads telling random people I'm wrong uh, regarding your email? I don't slander you because I don't lie. Also, in print, it's libel. If you watched Spider-Man, you'd know this. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't watch Spider-Man. But uh, unless you can produce the receipts there, Jennifer Greensburg, unless you could produce the receipts where I said you hate God, guess what? You just committed libel. So what did I send to her? What was this this message? Um, and there's a reason I... I, I wasn't sure if we were going to if I was going to bring this up, but she didn't contact me privately. I went out to her website, to her contact thing, and I said this. I said, I'm asking you to please contact me privately. A phone call would be best so we can hear each other. I have tried to correct what I meant in my tweet. I understand the confusion in what I typed and how you understood it. As Christians, we should be willing to forgive. I did not have the meaning that you claimed that I did. I think there is a misunderstanding. You have written your own blogs about being misunderstood. 
So why would you, uh, so I would hope that you would be willing to discuss this in a Christian manner. You do not like to be misunderstood and slandered, and neither do I. Here's the reason I, I, that I find that interesting. She hasn't contacted me, but you saw that she, she acknowledged she received that message. Okay. This is a big thing that I do think we need to discuss as Christians in social media, because so many people, there's a, there's a number of people and I have to look to see if I I have the one person's uh, thing that he said, because I had one person who, who said I could share something. And so I'll look for that. But the, the thing that you end up seeing is that what you have a lot is people who, who end up having a, they, a knee-jerk reaction. And I, I think with the superhero stuff, and Grant, we're going to get into this a bit in, in a little bit too, why people as Christians watch superhero stuff or anybody. Um, I admit, I think it's been pretty clear through the years, I'm not pop, pop culture literate. I don't watch this stuff. I have no interest in, in, in a lot of this stuff. So it's, it's not that I'm picking on something just because I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Andrew doesn't know the difference between a football and a soccer ball. So, um, no, 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 no. One square it, it, and one's a triangle, right? No, no, yeah. no, no. no, no. <laughs> you, he doesn't know a tennis ball, though. That he knows. You're uh, wrong yeah. because it's, it's – look, you were, you were here watching football. You just called it soccer. American football. Okay, so you don't know the difference between a football and a soccer ball. <laughs> okay, so um, hey, I had a cheer on USA, and you had to why? Because we're Americans, and my Italians aren't in it. And they were wearing the gay, well, they did stop wearing the gay colors. Okay, they did stop wearing the gay colors. That's the best part about it being held in Qatar. Yeah, they they had to give that up. So, um, let me see. I think I might have found that. Um, so anyway, so, um, the, the thing though, is that you end up seeing people have a knee jerk reaction. They get that reaction. And even when there is clarification given, people don't accept that they accused me of lying. They, they made all kinds of accusations. And here's the thing that really kind of bothered me with it is a, what does first Corinthians say? Love believes all things. If a brother or sister in Christ is telling you, hey, this is what I meant by something, unless there's some evidence that they're lying, we we accept that. Okay? And so that's one thing that I wasn't seeing. And and I, I this is why I said, is there is there something going on where there is a um an idol like, like just you know, where people are making idols out of these superhero films where they, they enjoy watching. People are saying, I enjoy watching these things. Um, of course, there's a difference, though, between enjoying watching something for entertainment versus something beyond that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I'll be I'll be straight up. I mean, I have never understood since I got saved 15 years ago, I've never understood why there is a preponderance of Christians who love comics, Star Wars, and Star Trek? I can't, I can't. I don't understand this whatsoever. They've never been things that I've enjoyed that I've been entertained by. Now, granted, I enjoy sports, so I have something that does entertain me. See, I don't even um, have that one. <laughs> well, and you know, think we everybody I, I has entertainment. Everybody yeah. has some entertainment yeah. things but that they, they enjoy. I, I watch tennis, but I don't 
like I don't get super into it where it's such a uh, like a, like that it gets to a level of idolatry. Um, now we got a couple. Let's bring in let's bring Josiah in first because he was there. I see there's someone named Batman that's backstage. Yeah, that, and then Captain America is backstage. No, so, no, no. It's not Captain America. Captain, Captain Chris Arnold out of out of character. Yeah, Captain well, America well, 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 can't come on unless he's wearing Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got to fit into it but all right let's bring it, oh, he's putting him on, he's putting on his outfit now yeah. just, <laughs> just a hat on i don't care or the mask whatever you call it so josiah how are you brother josiah, brother oh something's up with this thing again. yeah you're in it hey stable so i i'm you got kind of lagging now. okay well then we're gonna we'll put you backstage and let you type uh things that you want um, yes, type vociferously. Yeah, and we'll wait for a special guest to come yeah, in. We'll but... wait for the guest. Uh, Atomic Apologetics. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't be dissing Star Wars. I didn't diss Star Wars. I'm just saying. Well, I you don't know the... understand the fascination. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> hey, now, are you? You're really excited about that. <laughs> I've been trying for a long time to get Chris to do that. Thank you. Coming in in the helmet, man. That's, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> Captain America, welcome to Apologetics Live. There you go. Um, and, and so, Chris, there was a reason, you know, I wanted you to come in. Uh, over the years, you have you've you've been into comic books, superheroes, uh, the the films. You dress as Captain America. Um, I've never understood that. Uh, as, well, I, okay, let, let me clarify. You dressed as Captain America going to these cosplay things. You've also, who's the other guy? Daredevil or someone? Yeah. Okay. So you're Captain Devil um, <laughs> in the mix. Uh, but but you, you've dressed as these characters. You go now. I Captain think, Devil. I, you, I think it's cool that you go to like children's hospitals. And with, with other people dressed up as Spider-Man and Superman and, and for kids in hospitals, I think that's a cool thing to, to do just to, to, you know, for them to get something special. Um, but you obviously, uh, you and I are, are good friends. You watch these things. Have, have you ever uh, in, in your life, as long as I've known you, with all that you do in, in comics, have you ever known me to want to say or, or even imply that you hate God? No, no. <laughs> um, no, not at all. So I, this is the thing. And, and, and yes, by the way, Drew did. Drew, Drew and I did talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you are the one that it's. And you'll, you'll have to say what you, what you said to me on the on the thing, because <laughs> how you so I, my, my statement was. Where angels fear to tread, there goes Andrew. So <laughs> um, well, there was more. You, there was more to it than you said, if you remember. But if no, you, I don't. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, you you had said that you said something like uh, um, uh, that that I I kind of just open into these things, and and I <laughs> I I said this in the beginning of the show. This is one I did not expect to blow up the way it did. I'm just I now granted I didn't word it well, so that. I got caught there, okay? But I did not expect this one to, to blow up. Anthony well, did. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was walking in a church. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he knew it was coming. But, I knew. So, so the, the thing is, is like, okay, so my fascination with the superhero stuff, that's stuff I grew up with as a kid and, and grew up with reading the comics. Wait, wait, wait. 
Can you can you lower your camera just a little over your right shoulder? No. <laughs> a fascination. A, yeah, a fascination. When he was just a little kid. Hold on, hold on. Some of us have books. Some of us have. <laughs> okay. So, all right, so let me so let me finish what I'm saying here. So that was now I'm now you've caused me to knock my whole structure over. So, <laughs> so. That was something that was fascinating to me. I read comic books, especially in college, when I used to draw and, and be into art. That was what I drew. Was Star Trek, Star Wars, superheroes. When, as an adult, when the opportunity to engage that with my family and go to a comic event, the Comic Con event, which was something that most people can't go to because they were usually the big things out at, uh, you know, like New York or San Diego. Most people don't get the chance to. This was an opportunity for us as a family to take part. And so it became just a form of entertainment for my family and I to partake of something that we had loved growing up and share that with our family. And the more we did it, the more we got into it. And that's what resulted in the cosplay and and being part of a a community group that does things for charity and stuff like that. So uh, and and what, what I was exchanging with Andrew when we were doing Marco Polo is for I think there's something that Andrew pointed to that I, I tend to agree with on a couple of levels. Number one is that there is a longing within the human heart for something that is salvific, something that is heroic. And we, we, we see what's going on in the world. We desire something that can save, something that can deliver us from that. And that is throughout history. And Andrew, I was listening on the way home, and you were bringing up like the Greek gods of old. And that's exactly it. They were idealized, superhuman, de- uh, deified entities, but they were just like humans. And they all the su- uh, subject to all the same frailties, to all the same emotional uh, dis- uh, discord. They were flippant. They were vacuous. They had all the same issues. So that was their superheroes. Fast forward to today. To, okay, we don't believe in the Greek gods. We don't believe in the pantheon of gods, but we like, we still love the story of the hero. We still yeah. love something. Of, there's something that longs for a person or an entity that's going to save. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the superhero genre, I think, speaks across the board. When you look at superhero films, look at the people that watch movies. They have a huge swath of genres that everybody will gravitate toward. But for some reason, why are the superhero films making so much money? Because that's we love that kind of story. We long for the hero. In fact, and I know this will go completely over Andrew's head, but <laughs> with the the the, um, the Avengers movie Infinity War, when it ended, the reason it was a gut punch is that the heroes didn't win. The heroes lost. The bad guy won. And it was a gut punch to everyone who watched it because that's not how those stories are supposed to go. So the idea of having something saved, something heroic, to be the hero, it speaks to that longing of the human heart for something salvific. But as you said, Scripture's clear. We don't pursue, by nature, that which is God. We don't want God as deliverer. So we always come up with something different. And whether it's John Wayne in the white cowboy hat, whether it's, uh, you know, the uh, the the uh, Audie Murphy in World War II, or it's Batman, Superman, Captain America, or Spider-Man, we look for human heroes. And that's what these stories do. The other side of that is I think, and this is where I think a lot of people, maybe one of the reasons people don't, uh, got a little upset, this is my opinion, 
is that there's also, I think, built into us a sense of right and wrong and justice. And that's one of the reasons stories appeal. God built into us through our conscience, the sense of right and wrong. And we want to see justice done. And so whether it's cowboy movies or World War II movies or superhero movies or wrestling, that's not a sport. We're just hitting just everything, guys. We're just re- destroying everything. Tonight. <laughs> I think yeah. Hulk Hogan's more real than we Catherine know. Right we know for a fact that when they did those pal drivers, it was the real thing. And people's <laughs> necks were broken. We know exactly. that. they recovered in one day. So we in all know day. it. <laughs> but there, so we love the stories of justice, of heroics, of, of the bad guy being defeated. And I think that's one of the reasons even Christians, when they see somebody say, well, it's because people hate God. The first reaction is to say, that's not why I watch them. That's not why I, I, I and so I can understand to a certain extent, <laughs> Kevin Schaefer, I was just going to say there's that, a parallel. I was just wrestling. <laughs> so, but there's that sense of which we we want to hear stories where justice is done. We want to see evil defeated. So, I think that explains a little bit why people were taken aback. And, and granted, like you said, and this is this is something else I shared with you on Marco Polo. Social media is one of those. It's a great a platform that we have access to that we can share many amazing things, but it yeah. also lends itself to two problems. Number one, we put, we have to put everything in bullet point format because look, I don't know how to be pithy. When I put something on Twitter, it's 15 tweets long. Sorry. Yes. Yes. I've read your <laughs> tweets. I've read your stuff. It is. It's long. It's lengthy. I, I can't write short. I'm not good at it. If, if I'm going to share anything you say on, on Facebook or whatever, I have to say part one and part two, <laughs> maybe part three or part four. I just want to tell you, you, you have some conversations, brother. I, I told him he should just write blog articles and share that. Just, just write a book, you know. The only pro- Here's, okay, let me, t- let me time out. The only reason I don't do that is I can take a 15-point Twitter thread and 500 people can read it. I put it on my blog, three people will read it. Yeah, well, see, that's where that's where you, you, you get a really good captivating opening. Like God, you know, if you watch superhero movies, you hate God. And and then and then you put dot 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 see more with a link to your that, that's what you do. That would everybody's on top of it. Yeah. yeah. Then every if I hadn't done that and gone to an article that explained what you did what you said, then you know, every I, I'd have lots of clicks, right? You would like to think, but it yeah. doesn't seem to work. But the so, so part- one question uh for you, Chris, is um yeah. and I just started looking into this actually for the seminary class uh on apologetics, I had to do a discussion about uh Moses. And the staff, my, my discussion topic was on Moses and the staff. And most people don't realize this. He was the first biblical superhero um, because God said that he was going to fight all the false gods. He was going to destroy and defeat them. He was going to humiliate them and show that their power was nothing. (laughs) And he gave Moses and Aaron, both of them, he -hmm. gave them a rod that they could use and if you go and you look at the narrative story, it was it was super in every way. I mean, yeah. it, it, the, just the incredible uh, you know things that that were done 
uh, if you go through and look at the plague story, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I may have sent you guys a, a, um, a, a link to the, the essay that I did, the, the article that I did on the, the biblical narrative of the plagues and the history and what it meant. And each one of those plagues was, was a fight against one of their, their hero deities, mm-hmm. which was when they were all evil. Well, um, they were all the Egyptians. Then you have later on, later on in history, you have the Greeks and they had the, the you know, the Roman pantheon of gods. Mm-hmm. When you bring those up to today, all of the superheroes that we see today are not all, but a lot of them are based in some form around the Egyptian and the Greek or, or Roman pantheon mm-hmm. of gods, uh, including like the black Adam, He's actually uh, Shazam and all that goes back to the time mm-hmm. of the Egyptian false gods, mm-hmm. and they're using uh, Set and you know the the demon god. They're using the powers of and uh, in the new movie Shazam mm-hmm. or uh, not Shazam, Black, Black Adam, Adam. They're actually raising Sabak, who is an amalgamation of Satan, uh, Apollyon, Baal, uh, Baal. And, and several other demons from the scriptures. They're raising that. And they're, then they're using the Egyptian gods to fight the demons of hell. And, and, and they're, it's just wicked. But, but you think about it, it's like, this is not what you and I remember as growing up. You know, because I remember when, when these books came out about the comic books, yeah, there was some bad stuff in them. Mm-hmm. But I also remember the virtue of, of the um, the Superman and 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 the characters like that, I remember watching Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> Bless you. I remember watching the Saturday morning cartoons. You know, and you know, from six o'clock in the morning to eleven o'clock in the in the in the morning, you were watching uh, these these cartoons that that were just enthralling. But they mm-hmm. weren't. They had no uh, no history of demonology and things like that with it. And, and I think that's where we're at today when we start looking at the Marvel and the DC characters and, and we have to know the background of it. We have to know what the people believe, like, um, uh, you know, Joel, Joel Schuster and all these guys. And what were they bringing in when they're bringing Superman in? You know, mm-hmm. I talked to I talked to Andrew about this earlier today. Um, I never knew it. But, you know, Superman was based off of um, Nietzsche and the, the, the Ubermensch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what um, Nazi Germany brought in as the Superman, and it was based off of off of that concept of raising up a super superhuman uh, n- nation based off the Ubermensch, and uh, and so since everybody rebelled against that idea, they just kind of twisted a little bit and made they gave Superman the the virtues of Jesus. And gave him the, I mean, he's the last son of Krypton. He's Cal L, uh, that L meaning God. So he's the house of God. And, and you, you have, you know, all, all this, all this stuff that, that was never, was never part of, of our, our growing up. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I've heard to say, did, did everybody watch the Superman movie when it first came out in 78? Mm-hmm. Did you guys watch that? Now yeah. Andrew probably didn't. He, you know, but you know, but but most people did, right? You know, yeah. And and you you watch that and you're going, man, that was so great. But you remember those parts where where uh, 
um, Marlon Brando is saying, you know, I'm giving them you, my, the, my only begotten son, and I'm bringing them, you, you're going to be the light of their world and things like that. And I'm like, um, might be a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, that's one of the things is, is that, again, super, superhero stories, fictional stories always draw from something, you know, you're, yeah. you're going, you know, you know, you look at fantasy novels today, what do they draw from? The worlds that people like J.R.R. Tolkien created. They're always drawing from something. And so you can watch Superman, and if you're not worshiping him as a as a Christ character, you understand that they drew that from those places and that there are parallels there, and that's what the world does. The world creates entertainment. It creates figures that it will find compelling and entertaining but there's always going to be some kind of background to it and one of the things that we would always do for example with our kids is that if we saw things that we knew that would be concerning or problematic is we would point out this is what they're trying to say this is what they're drawing it from this is why it's you know a, you know when you you don't want to believe into what they're leading this to and it was a teaching point and so yeah. we can do that we can look at entertainment and we can recognize where it comes from and we can recognize the problems and teach from that what those problems are. The issue that I was uh, getting back to earlier is the problem is, is that when we try to do this on social media, because of that bullet point thinking, we don't lend ourselves to those fuller explanations. Right. And so two things happen. Number one, if I try to keep my explanation short and pithy, I can do what Andrew did inadvertently, which is sound like I'm saying something that I'm not trying to say. The flip side of that, and this is where we as readers need to have a certain responsibility. Andrew mentioned authorial intent. Look, if I write something, and I've done it, I've, I've written things that people have misunderstood, and it was because I understood what I meant when I wrote it, and I didn't convey it well enough. People then accuse me of something. So, as look, the rest of the world, we know they're not going to do this right. Exactly. As, Christians, as Christians, we have a responsibility. Number one, if you're a writer... Everything you do, you've you got to be as clear as you can. However, you know people are going to misunderstand, and you do the best you can. Number two, as a reader, you have a responsibility. And Christians, we are really guilty of this. We read something, we interpret it to mean A, and he meant B. And when he says B, we say, no, that's not what you meant. That's not what you meant. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and that's, and that's that was not one of the things, Chris, that you and I talked about a lot because, I mean, like I brought up this this Jennifer person, which, by the way, you know, I, I I did mention some of the stuff that she she put out, but you know, I, I went looking for to grab the screenshot for tonight. <clears throat> she didn't contact me privately, which is what she should have done. She acknowledged that she that that was the thing. She's not willing to do that. But I did see this. Just just throw throw us off on a tangent. She posted this. Um, I don't know what's happening, uh, but I'd I'd like to thank Beth Moore. Yeah, I'd like to thank Beth Moore for never letting anyone silence her. Having come out of circles where women are discouraged from going to college, let alone writing books or teaching theology, she gave me courage to answer God's call. Here I am. Okay, first off, uh, Jennifer Greenberg, and this is my response was, how old are you? Because it's been like a century or more that women could go to college. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah. Okay, that side note. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a strange that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole other story for another time. But that. That, and, and what I think you end up seeing is, you know, this is you have a couple different groups of people that I ended up seeing responding to this. People like Jennifer, who are sitting there and saying, well, 
I took offense at what you said. And no matter what you say, I'm decided you called me unsaved. You yeah. said I hate God. You said I'm lying. And I'm like, um, I'm telling you, I'm correcting what I meant by what I said. And I did say so to several people, there's one of the two of us that knows what's in my mind. And unless you're God, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I know what I meant by my words. I, it's not that I'm lying. Now, I did get this one. Unfor unfortunately, I couldn't... Um, I couldn't find this on the computer to be able to share with you, but Colin, Colin Lawson, and he said I could share this, but he, he responded to that post and said, my pastor preaches the gospel and teaches all things are second to Christ and that all entertainment should be trivial pursuits, but he likes superhero movies and occasionally uh, and enjoys them occasionally. Uh, you, uh, and yet, according to your illogic, he hates God simply because he enjoys superhero movies. I've seen some wonderful stuff from you, brother, but sometimes it can be profoundly ignorant and slanderous. You're not God, and you're not privy to the inward thoughts of a, of a superhero fan and thus uh, are in no position to make such sweeping claims. How, yeah. how did you go about canvassing all thoughts slash motivations of every single individual fan, comic book, movie, and single individual who has is involved with the production of said movies. You need to either provide evidence for your sweeping accusation you've made or else repent for bearing false witness. Now, that's a very strong reaction, right? And, and I've got a lot of strong reactions. So with each of them, the thing is, is what do I do? Let's let's come and talk together. Let, let me, let me explain what I mean. Yeah. So I respond. I said, Colin, okay. Either, either you did not choose to read the, the fuller clarification, which is where I, I explained the meaning. Um, or you, you believe your pastor's an unbeliever. I'm not sure which it is. I said, let, let me, oh, let me help you with that, which, which you ignored in the, uh, for your emotional reaction. I said, the point is unbelievers hate God, so they create movies with godlike features to replace God with superheroes and unsaved people like watching them because we're all sinners. And he said, yes, I read the clarification, but it didn't click. I feel, I feel so embarrassed, brother. I'm really sorry and didn't take more time to think through what you were saying. Praise now the Lord. I understand what you were saying and totally agree. Please forgive me. Uh, I need to spend more time in Proverbs. <laughs> and I, so I said, brother, first, you're, you're forgiven. Second, you're very rare. Um, I will address this at Apologetics Live Thursday uh, because I cannot believe how... Uh, how many believers uh, refuse to accept any clarification and want to make accusations instead, even when people agree with the point I'm trying to make, because I had people do that. I had people that agreed when I made the clarification. Yeah. Um, even when people agree with the point I'm trying to make, they still double down on what they claim I meant. It is really sad. It makes me think. Um, hold on because I have to go between pages here. It makes me think that many... Now i got to look where that is on the next page. Oh, many believers ha have made an idol of entertainment. Colin said, thank you, brother. I've seen a lot as well. It definitely is a pride issue. And often in our cardinal minds, we Christians don't want to admit when we're wrong. 
We Christians often want to appear smart and correct. And at times, especially on social media, when uh, others can see our reaction, so we we give into pride. Yes, please feel free to use me as an example of how not to act. (laughs) Um, When No, I think that's an example of how he should act. I think that's how we should. And here's the thing with it is, you know, the one point, I know you want to say something, but the one point yeah. that, that I want to say is, yes, this is an act of how to properly do things. But yeah, what, what I ended up seeing with the interaction is, here's the point. I You could go through the post. What am I doing when I'm saying, hey, this is what I meant by what I said? I'm offering clarification because it wasn't clear. I'm admitting that what I originally posted was not accurate. Okay? It needed clarification. And yet there's people who said that I was the one doubling down and not willing to admit I'm wrong. And a bunch of people call me to repentance when I'm like, well, this is what I meant. No, you didn't, you liar. Like, we need to have a reaction like Colin to say, okay, let's take a step back and understand what a brother or sister is actually saying. Now, with with Jennifer, I'm willing to give her the grace. But the the, the reality is is she's, she's lying in public. That's libel which she calls libel. We want to, you know, the Bible calls slander. But the fact is, she's not willing to contact me privately. She's only willing to go public. Now, if, if we could uh... issue. OK, I, I'm just going to say when, when you see people that have a way to reach to someone to clarify privately, but prefer the public, yeah. I think that's a problem. You see a guy like this who's saying, hey, look, you know what? I, I'm listening to what you're saying. I was wrong. That's Colin Lawson has gained a lot of respect in my in my mind. Yeah. Well, so I, what I was going to say is that how many times do people claim that Andrew does not admit when he's wrong? Right. <laughs> and here, Andrew admits he was wrong. I, you know, I do, it, how I do it, it. I do it publicly. He, he, yeah. I, he I did it publicly. You, clar- you offered a clarification, yeah. and people still don't accept the fact that you were. By the way, everybody, error. just just everybody in the show, I, I want to tell you this. Right now is the time for you to write it down on your calendar, and that Andrew admitted he was wrong. So, I mean, you know, you can say I I've got the date written in stone. It's chiseled down that Andrew. No, I'm just kidding. He's done it a few times before. He's done oh, it a few I, times. Yeah, I have, a, I have a consistent. A I have a consistent track record of doing that, though. I mean, like if I if I say something on Facebook, and it's wrong, then I wrong. correct it on Facebook on the exactly. thread. So it's there, and I leave it there. Why did I leave this post that everyone told me I had to take down? Because I wanted people to see that, yes, I said this, and here's the clarification. Yeah. So so no one can accuse me of trying to hide it and cover it up. You know, oh, you're you're, now you're trying to to hide it so people can't see it. Well, I know we kind of got jumped kind of a little bit on on this rabbit trail. But I do do want to say this, though. I do want to say this, though. Um, one of the one of the things that shows the heart of true biblical Christians versus those that are, and I hate to say this, but those that may have a showing evidence that they may not be, and, and you know Tyler Vila, uh, a very I'm sorry guys, I'm, I, I know he was your friend, and I tried to uh, be friends with him for quite a long time, but he's very angry, very arrogant, very condescending towards other believers. If you didn't uh, follow his line, he would come after you. I mean, and he came after me many times uh, because I, I'm a creationist. He's not. And, and he just did not, uh, we didn't click, 
but it was it was very arrogant and, and aggressive. Uh, JD well, Hall I was agree the same with way. Position and he he and I could get along. Well, you get along with uh, uh you know porcupines, but uh but you think about this, you know JD Hall was it was that way too for the longest time. He very aggressive towards anyone that was not in his group. And uh and and then you see a lot of other people that are uh, th- that claim to be in the apologetics realm or ca- claim to be in the uh, intellectual realm, that they are very aggressive. And so we have to be very careful when we're responding like this, uh, that we're not just looking to attack people. You know, and yeah. that's, the, that's one thing in apologetics. When you're it, doing it, this, you've got to be careful with it. common in discernment ministries, exactly. which I think is what Jennifer Greenberg is, is trying to be. Yeah. You know, discernment in the area of abusers with, I mean, but the, the thing is that what you also see with people is, as I, I think I see with her, it, it seems I, I'm not sure. Cause I don't know her that I don't know her at all. I don't, yeah. I haven't followed her a lot. So, I mean, this, I started reading some of her blogs and stuff after this, but she, it's to me, it seems like she's playing the victim card. Like, Oh, I'm you're, you're saying I hate God. I never said anything like that. That is a lie. She's implying that by misunderstanding what I'm saying. She said, I said that she's not saved. I never said anything like that. That's a lie. And so, but then she's, she's playing the victim going, Oh, you're saying that I'm the one like, cause you are lying. That's that's why yeah. it's, it's not that I'm saying it. I, I'm actually I'm giving the receipts. <laughs> OK, here's the evidence. Now, if she wants to prove me wrong, she, she's got a show where I said the things she claims I said. Right? Well, now, if you don't mind, we do have the greatest detective in history. He's well, in the backstage. Before we bring him on, though, okay. um, we do need to read these because we did ask Josiah to put it up. So I don't know if Josiah's going to be able to say anything, but I'll read it for him. He wrote. um I was watching the Flash TV show with my wife a few years ago, and that opened my eyes to the whole superhero thing. They said the superheroes were the new gods. Yeah. Then in a commercial on the CW, they said their channel was not welcome to people who were against diversity. It was then that I realized the culture was trying to replace God with these false gods who are promoting their woke religion. We were done with superhero stuff after that. So I wanted to put that up there because Josiah has been um, – has been uh, waiting patiently. I do want to say, uh, you know, one of our faithful listeners, Carol, she said, uh, I'm sitting here, I think, wondering why more believers aren't watching SFE or other programs like this to see the fun along with the great information and teaching. So, so thank you, Carol. I know you've, you're a big fan of the show. And I do have to say, I, I was given a private message from Carol earlier today. Um, she did ask us to, to pray for her. So it asked for people to pray for her. Um, okay. She is... She's been sharing the gospel with unsaved family members, um, one of which is on his deathbed with cancer right Ooh. now. So oh, uh, pray for her pray for, for strength. What, do you um, know his name? Uh, I okay. don't. I don't think she wrote it. Okay. Um, no, she did not write his name. So, Carol, if you get a chance, just uh, text Anthony with the name if you want it known, and we could pray specifically for that. Um, and we have two, you have two others highlighted there. Yeah. Well, I think you did this one. So KT said earlier, well, she may feel you imply that as she misunderstood who you were speaking about, it seems like she should have been willing to give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. Talking about Correct. Jennifer Greenberg. Yeah. And that's the point is, yeah. is when we're doing the discernment thing. And I, I got to say this, when we're doing discernment stuff, um, we've got to be careful that we don't have our biases <clears throat> 
play into what Andrew or what anybody else meant by what they said. Uh, you know, authorial intent. Somebody posted this a minute ago, that, and I, I pulled it up. Uh, I think it was Jason Cave. Uh, post up said, you know, the thing is context, context, context. We care about authorial intent. We we want to know what did the author say and what did he mean by what he said? Not right. just what did he say. Don't stop with that. What did he mean by what he said? And that's where I want to say, say, you know, when I when I read through that, I was just like, I, I was shocked that, you know, oh, I'm a Christian too. How dare you say that, Andrew? Well, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I was, you know, I told Andrew I had to do some repenting when I went and I looked at the um, the Good Fight Ministry stuff. You know? We're gonna get, we'll get to that. Yeah. I know, I know, but I had to do some repenting when I saw that. And I'm, I'm looking at Andrew's post. I'm like, I agree with what he's saying. You know. Yeah. And and you know, let's just before you bring that that person in, the you know, look, Josiah, you've written two books now on specifically on hermeneutics. Um, or yes. three, yeah, Romans, that's right, the Romans Roadblocks. So you got Romans Roadblock, you have uh, Ox Gorge, My Neighbor, and um, and you got a lot of static. <laughs> yeah, I think it's on Josiah. I think it's on Josiah. Yeah, it's on Josiah's. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll never remove you from the stream, Josiah, yeah. but we'll keep talking. And, and and he's also got the, the you know, the, the small little booklet, um, What It Means to Me. So yeah. he's written a lot on hermeneutics. Justin, you just got done with a class on hermeneutics. I mean, this has been an area of my study um, for 30 years. Oh, and if you want to learn more about hermeneutics, somebody is going to be doing an hour hour teaching on this at Joe Conkle's church, which is why Andrew's in town in Mansfield, Ohio. So... He'll be preaching on Sunday, and then and uh, then after after lunch, do a one hour session on interpretation, or just have us come to your church and do a Bible interpretation made easy seminar. Just go to strivingturn.org, schedule that. That'd be great. Um, And we don't have speaking fees, so we, you know, oh look, he wants he will he's trying to he's trying to signal for my pillow commercial. Um, Oh, sorry, I was going to sleep. I need a pillow. Yeah, I I, I thought maybe you were putting him to sleep just talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. Put, put Kyle a pillow. No, Kyle, Kyle's a pillow. Prepped for it. Kyle's prepped for it. Kyle, Kyle I need a pillow. Oh, Cole, I mean, put Cole, Cole up there. Uh, is Cole? Is Cole going to do the uh, commercial for us? Well, he's got. There, there's a reason. There's a reason because pull the video up. I, no, I not not the video. I'm not going to pull up the video. That that would be. <laughs> he he sent me an email with the screenshot. I woke up to that email. Well, let, Are you serious? <laughs> okay, so hold on. Let, let me let me show what we're speaking at. So this is the new commercial for for my pillow. Um, here it is. Here's Cole saying, "I need a my pillow." Use promo code SFE. <laughs> this is this is really happened. <laughs> Cole Cole fell asleep in the backstage. I brought when the show was over. We brought him in. <laughs> <laughs> snap that picture we had an after show for about 30 minutes he didn't wake up we all left he was the only one left in there so we made this and i sent this to him i need a my pillow use promo code sfa <laughs> that is that is the now <laughs> I, I was just i couldn't help it he he just he it's like saying i need a pillow uh I mean, he even, it looked like he had the one around his neck even, but Hey, I, I did, I didn't show you yet, but I got a new, I got a new product from my pillow, something new that I tried out. Um, really? What was that? So 
they have, you know, that when I travel, I travel with my, my pillow and they used to have this vacuum bag, but my vacuum bag from overuse just didn't seal. They now have a pillow case, a roll up pillow case. So you put your, my pillow in the pillow case, roll it up. And it like, it has this little lip that you put over it and it holds it. So it doesn't take as much space in your, in your, in your uh, luggage. Mm, so new, cool. new product I got. I'm enjoying that one. So if you do travel with your my pillow, they also have a, a was it a roll and go pillow? I brought that here with me to, okay. to try out. They said like if you're in a hotel, you could just stick that on top of the hotel pillow, and that way you you, you still get the benefit of a my pillow. Uh, so we we, yeah. we got the, we brought those with us. So if you want to get anything from my pillow for Christmas, great Christmas gifts, go to mypillow.com. And use promo code SFE. Also for Christmas, <clears throat> you can go and get as many copies as you want. We didn't put a limit on the number of copies of What Do We Believe? If you want to get What Do We Believe at 50% off, just go to strivingforturning.org, go in the store, get as many copies as you want of <clears throat> What Do We Believe? Use promo code CHRISTMAS to get your discount. So uh, those are yeah. some Christmas gifts. If you're still looking for some gifts, uh, those are some things you can get. <clears throat> so, um, so we have, we have, uh, so Cole, anything that you wanted to add, I guess, since now that you're in here, I, I know I come in a little bit late. I did see the, the tweet. I read that. And yeah, there's that, that, that just opens up such a Pandora's box when you post something like that on Twitter. And the only thing I could think of is I have a friend of mine who's not a Christian kind of left. And he sends me all of the time, all the time he sends me these uh, things that people will post on Facebook that are the Christians that read way into everything. It's like Satan, 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 Satan all the time. And they like, it's a picture of like a Heineken label flipped upside down and inverted. And it's all like scribbled on. And it's like, oh, it means well, all these things. Him taking, taking, especially that just that first line, which is what most people are doing and, and reading into that and using that. Is it? Right. Yeah. And so, but, you know, uh, the whole superhero thing, I don't mind stories that are fiction and fantasy. We like C.S. Lewis and Tolkien and stories that have character story arcs. And the thing that has turned me off the most about superhero flicks and just movies and entertainment in general is there is no character development. Everything is a stage for throwing politics in your face there's no character development at all even though some of the video games that i play that arguably could have some questionable content but i play them mainly for storyline and i just can't there's not one piece of entertainment i can pick up that has good character development anymore it's and and that character development like in c.s lewis or in the tolkien stuff have Christian, you know, like they have good values to them, well, you know, I think I, and I, lessons I, to be learned. I think it was Donnie who said it um, or at dinner before was, yeah, they want the, they, they, they like the Christian stories and the Christian values, just not the Christianity that yeah, produces exactly. it. <laughs> yeah. They like right. the moral yeah. content that, but there, there they, was a movie called blindside um, that was about a true story, but they didn't like the, they, they make the Christians, look really bad, the, the bad even guy. though it, they, that's the Christians did the good things. And like, I know personally with the story uh, of Bethany who had her arm 
bit off by a shark. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the movie. Soul Surfer, Soul Surfer. was something like, something like that. So, so she actually fought because I, I have, I know people that know her personally. She, she was fighting just to have in a scene in the movie where she's in the hospital. They had to fight to have a Bible just on the table. That's how much they didn't want that in there, and yet the whole thing is about her Christian values. So you had yeah. done, yeah. A, so, oh. so Carol did uh, Facebook message Good. me, and she did say to pray for um, her sharing the gospel, and that her that her it's her ex husband Jim, okay. and uh, their four kids Tracy, Carrie, Jim Jr., and Nancy, and their families. So she's she's uh, spending time witnessing to them. So it's her ex husband who's on. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we'll play, pray for Carol for sure. Yeah. So let's get so, into well, let's let's bring we have a, a guest back there. Um, I'm going to put Cole in the let's put Cole in the backstage, and then you could bring in our. Uh, we'll bring him back in when he falls asleep again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you bring in our superhero uh, there that's backstage? <laughs> I, I, he's been patient. Andrew. <laughs> Hello, Batman. I can't believe that you're talking about this. We could be spending our time on so much more beneficial endeavors. But you want to talk about superheroes and cause trouble on Twitter. That's my job. Okay, I'm done. So now we have to guess who that is behind the mask. I have no clue. Oh, I, I think I have a clue. I, my guess, we, we, should, we should all, everyone get their guess ready. I think we should have a face-off between I know ben. who it is. It's Captain Justin America. Peters. Is who yeah, it is. Captain America, we know who he is. <laughs> I, think, I think Batman is, originally when, it was, when we were, he was backstage, I was thinking this has got to be John Wilkinson. But it's not his I, face. No, it's not his face. So I think this is, I think this is one half of matter of theology. I think this is Drew Vanita. Maybe. <laughs> I think we have to remove oh, the mask back. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's, look, look, at the, look at the background. It's Justin Peters. We know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's our brother Justin. He's in there. Well, let me tell you, friends. Uh, <laughs> someone's guessing Matt Slick. Someone's oh, guessing Matt Slick. Yeah, that's Matt Slick, all right. <laughs> No, Matt that, watches Donnie. I, I use my insinuation as powers to transform into Batman. Oh. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt, Matt Matt Slick is uh, um, is wouldn't have been my guess. I, I I'm trying to look if I could grab the picture that you know the, the real the real Batman is is Justin Peer, Peters. If you don't know there why Matt Slick calls him Batman. <laughs> The, the history behind that was, uh, if you don't know, Todd Bentley, a false teacher, was not far from where Justin Peters was. And Justin, and we we're telling this story to Matt Slick, and Justin Peters just hobbles himself onto stage, which to this day, I still cannot figure out how he did it without anyone noticing. Like, none of the security saw a guy with crutches slowly <laughs> hobbling up one you know, stare at a time upstage and literally the, his buddy is capturing video and you see Justin walk right behind Todd Bentley <laughs> and, and Todd Bentley's like, Oh, Hey, we're, we're not going to do a healing here. And, and Justin goes, I have a word for you. And, and <laughs> Ooh, <hands laughs> Justin, the mic. Justin recited 
Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Many will come to me on that day and, not, and, and claim, you know, Lord, Lord, haven't I done great things in your name? And, and the Lord's going to claim, I never knew you. Top Bentley says, who is that man? Hands the, the microphone to Justin. He goes, you are that man. <laughs> and, and in that, Matt Slick just goes, you're Batman. You're Batman. You're spiritual Batman. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's when he got dragged out, right? Yeah, I mean, he got, yeah, he was he dragged, got dragged out. out. Yeah. Well, but, we had him as a guest on uh, Matter of Theology when we were at the Cruciform Conference, and he told that story. And he said once they got into the parking lot, they were trying to say that Justin assaulted him. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> I don't Justin, so, of all people with his crutches, like, you know, he could barely stand up. And he's, yeah, he was uh, throwing punches. Uh huh. But how does that how does that feel to to know that that Justin Peters the the gentlest man <laughs> masculine but gentlest man the kindest man and he's you know ha- has his has his physical problems beat you up yeah <laughs> well ask, ask Andrew that because there Andrew, is yeah. the evidence of that <laughs> oh yeah we did see that yeah, there's a true. picture there's Just evidence JustinIWin.com if you want to see the the evidence of that that what they're referring to. Um, and you'll you'll see the the battle that that we've had the epic battle. But uh, justiniwin.com. There's a video that explains it on that site. But um, you know, it, to what you said, J- Justin, I, I do know you know, Ray Comfort and I were once talking, and this is back when when Chad Williams, who's a Navy SEAL, used to work at Living Waters, so they'd go out mm-hmm. to Huntington Beach every week, and we're sitting there, and someone asked Ray, "Do you get ever get nervous?" sharing the gospel like that someone's going to hurt you or something. He goes, well, no, if I ever get in trouble, I just say, hey, Chad. And, Chad <laughs> <me."> <laughs> and so I said, you know, Ray, getting beat up by a Navy SEAL, that's almost like a badge of honor. I mean, win or lose, <laughs> but you can't lose because it, at least you got, hey, yeah, but he was a Navy SEAL. I yeah. said, when I get in trouble, because I used, we used to have someone that worked for the ministry and she'd come evangelizing with us. I said, if I get in trouble, I say, hey, Melissa, and when you get beat up by a five foot two, hundred ten pound girl, you can't even brag about it. You know, yep. this is like a third degree at the time, at least the third degree uh, jujitsu black belt. So, you yeah, know. I was I was listening to it was an old, old video of Ray Comfort talk. It, he was teaching people how to how to do street preaching and evangel and evangelism. Yeah. And he was he was talking to people. He said, now, when you see me up there and you hear you see a heckler. Don't go after my heckler. That's my heckler. <laughs> He's mine. I've actually done that. I, I called a guy out and, and said, that's my heckler. Because he was, and the heckler was Solomon, Solomon Siegel. The guy started talking to Solomon. I was losing the crowd. I said, leave my heckler alone. <laughs> I had to apologize to him afterwards. Okay, so so let's transition to this uh, the whole thing of superheroes. And while we do that, just remember, it is... An hour and 34 minutes in. So what time are we going to be into? No, no. We're we are going to hit Anthony up time. In 25 minutes. Okay. okay. Um, I, you know, <laughs> He's warming his hands up. He's ready yeah. for it. Look, I, I will say this. There's something I'm noticing being in the international headquarters of Silvestro um, and, and on his computer. I now know something. Have, if you guys have had this experience where you text Anthony and he doesn't get back to you. I now see why. Three hundred and thirty-seven unread text messages. I now know why. If he hasn't gotten back to you, you now know 
because he's not reading any text it's messages. It's just on the computer. I, I didn't have that problem. I, I, I sent think. Anthony a text message That's last insane. week, and he, he responded. I did respond <laughs> right away. <laughs> and I hope it helped, too. Yes, so, yes, thank you. So let's, let, let's talk. I mean, so the one thing I wanted to do with this show was to address the thing of, you know, the tweet that I did, whether or not, you know, like just how we should re- be responding online, understanding authorial intent, giving, having, you having some deference for brother, our brothers and sisters and, and hearing them out. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in also in this, I, I asked the question, do, do Christians idolize superheroes? Because this was to me, I, I know a lot of Christians that enjoy watching superhero movies. I get it. Well, no, actually, I don't get it, but but you guys get it. <laughs> but I don't I don't watch any like any movies, really. So but here's the thing um, with that. My my other thing that I start to notice and really get concerned with is what I started seeing is almost an idolatry of this where people are just I think part of why they had this knee jerk reaction is because they love these things so much that it's like, you know, I'm. It, it, you know, immediately respond to this, and I won't let anyone clarify yeah. to say something other. And and that became an issue. And then, Justin, you ended up finding a whole bunch of stuff yeah. that you wanted to share with some of this. So so let's let's transition into you know superheroes with Christians. You know, as far as unbelievers, I I think we all agree, and I know some people were trying to challenge Matt Slick to come in here, and I think Matt would have agreed with me with my conclusion that I think unbelievers generate these movies because they hate God and want to replace him. And I think a lot of the unbelievers who watch these movies, they too want, they they want a replacement God. They want, they deny God exists, but they, they want to believe like Superman exists because we are idol. We have idol factories in our hearts. Right. So, yeah, I mean, one of the fascinating things, right. In the last almost three years now, is is with this whole COVID thing? I mean, what's that? I thought I thought we Christians don't believe that there's such a thing. I mean, that's what that's what AOC and all the Democrats say is that we don't even believe COVID exists. Isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> that. I, I never AOC heard. AOC also thinks she's smart too. So, well, that's that yeah, but true. she's the only don't one. Don't say that. Well, I got something in my mouth. <laughs> but, but but think about the hero thing is because people <laughs> throw around the word hero for really anything right and yeah. our, our doctors are called heroes our nurses are called heroes vaccine people are called heroes i mean what about police like like mr hunholz <laughs> until no Black not Matter him came around and then they're no then longer he, heroes yeah now they're not heroes yeah <laughs> then they're the opposite of heroes oh no 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 wait wait they were heroes again when one died of a stroke at, in the capital on january 6th and they claimed it was from being hit with a fire extinguisher he was then a hero yeah, so, that's so right. Yeah. The Democrats had heroes again. Yeah, but so, so said that. for the word hero out. out for wow, look at look at what Julian said. Julian says they've even made Satan a superhero, and she's right. Yeah. Wow. Oh boy. Yeah. And, and you know, just just Ooh, one thing to right. think about is is you've got well, so many. Oh, I'm sorry, Anthony. Oh, no, that I that's that's oh, really okay. it. I mean, it's so. I mean, it's really part of a grander problem of of people with idol factories in their hearts and, exactly. and doing things. So I think even Christians can fall into this into this issue in the same way they can put more into a superhero movie than what they what they really should now did you mind when they made doctors heroes actually i think it was dumb i honestly oh is it was it just because they excluded dentists from that (laughs) 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 that's what it is 
You know what? I, 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 that was so good. I, I thought of you myself as just a servant <laughs> to patients, but uh, he's a servant, never, never as a hero. Um, you know, they they never count Batman as a superhero either, just like they don't count dentists as doctors. So I understand. Oh, <laughs> we're in the same boat. That's right. Batman's a rich kid with daddy issues. Oh, and and, and for the record, there, Drew. Uh, Melissa says that you're a better Ray Comfort than me. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to get Ben Price on here. For folks who have, don't know Ben Price, he's a, oh yeah, he's great. He's a, he's a comedian. He's a, does uh, impersonations. He was in the film um, Audacity, and we were you were there, I, I believe, when when he we were at a dinner and he's doing impressions and he said, "Anyone have any impressions?" I said, "I want to see Ray Comfort share the gospel with Donald Trump." And I got to tell you, I wish I recorded it because this guy, he had both of their, I mean, their voices down pat, their behaviors down pat. He even somehow managed to have Ray Comfort share the gospel with Donald Trump and Donald Trump cutting him off. It was amazing. Well, do you believe you're a good person? I'm the greatest, the greatest person ever. I believe yeah. always. Yes. There's no, there's never been a person quite like me. That is exactly how it went. <laughs> Thank you for oh, asking. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right so justin all right so so when when andrew posted this you know i've already been doing a lot of research uh for you know the seminary classes um on just kind of the 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 idea of heroes through the the plagues and then the if you go looking through scripture these these men who were endowed by god to do certain things that aren't normal right and so as I looked through, I, I've already been studying this a little bit. But when Andrew posted that, it reminded me that um, what got me into looking into this was the whole um, uh, Black, uh, Black Adam when he came out. As we just talked about a few minutes ago is with the Black Adam thing. When he came out, uh, he is using the powers of the, the, um, the Egyptian gods, which Moses fought. And so that correlated to me, that related to me, but the big, the big bad guy in the whole movie was said to be, um, Sabak. And if you guys, there's a video on YouTube about it, that Doreen Virtue puts out that, and she talks about with, um, uh, somebody, she was talking with somebody about it. I can't remember who it was, but, um, it has to do with the, 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 um, possession of a man when he says the name Sabak, kind of like Shazam. Um, and it possession of a man uh, w- between Satan, uh, Apollyon, Baal, Baal, and uh, a, a, a couple of other demons. I can't remember who they are. But demons from hell give him black uh, demonic power to, to overtake the world and open the portals up of hell. And that's what this movie is. But wh- here's what you got to think about. You know, Chris, you know, was talking about a a little bit ago about how we were raised with the idea of the heroes. And we were raised with this idea and this concept of of something uh, outside of ourselves or someone that is an actual hero that does does virtuously and whatnot. Now it's the anti-hero or the bad guy who is Mm -hmm. given the Christ-like virtues. But here's what what I found as I was starting to do the research is uh, there's a thing that's uh, called Gnostic inversion. And Gnostic inversion is when they take the virtues of God and apply them to the bad guy 
and the, the, the virtues of the bad guy and apply it to the good guy. So Thanos, and it's, it's, it's uh, from the writings of the people that wrote the, the, the idea of Thanos and, and Marvel. Thanos is a representation of the biblical God. He comes down, he's going to exercise his judgment, and all these good guys are going to go stop and kill God. And it's over and over and over again, these things are, that are talked about. And um, I, so, so as I was looking at it, I saw, let me share this screen here. I saw uh, Good Fight Ministries, and, you know, they're Armenian. They're, you know, uh, they're not perfect yet, but they'll, they'll get there. <laughs> but, wow. you know, no, they're great. They're great. No, seriously. Um, maybe, you, maybe you agree with everything. Maybe you don't. There's a couple of things I was like, yeah, maybe a little much. But, but as I was watching this, you know, he, you know, like Andrew said, bringing the receipts. This, this man that they took the time to bring the receipts and, and to show what this was about. But I want you to listen to the very first part of this video. It's just a, um, now this video is like two and a half hours long, right? But we're not going to listen to all that. I, I just want to show this first part of this. And then I want to show a different video that, that, that relates to it. But I just want to see the first two minutes or so uh, of this. And I want you to hear what he has to say. And this is coming from, the producers of Marvel, the producers of the comic books, the producers of today's work and where they get their concepts from. So. It says war on God. I'll just fill in what's on screen for the audio. How do we codify our moral structure without the sky bully looking down on us, telling us what we're supposed to do. Who's this guy? On this rock, I will build my church. There was never any, can you redraw this? There was never any, you'll need to rewrite this sequence because I can't. That never happened. It was really just a kind of what we call telepathy. Do it. Do the techniques. Go and buy an Alistair Crowley book. I found out that if you do these things that you're told by Alistair Crowley, by Wilson, by all these people we read and all these people we've been consuming, if you actually do what they say, things happen. And it works. This magic works. Very frightening at first when I realised that, oh, this isn't actually a demon. I'd thought that they were kind of hypothetical, but this doesn't seem to be hypothetical. For some reason, I, I went to the Bible. I came up with Galactus. And of course, the Silver Surfer is the fallen angel. And when Galactus relegated him to Earth, he stayed on Earth. We wanted to do a piece of pornography that was pornography. It was a rape murder in a superhero comic. To this day, I'm still surprised that, that Marvel was able to stay. It was based. There was no rapture. There is nothing. There is only us. It's like a, it's a bullet with a candy cane. You know what I mean? It's the kind of thing that, a, 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 you know, a kid can read it, you know, and, the, and the, their parents will never be the wise. I had to pause that right there. Um, mm. Think about what this just told us. Let me, let me close this out real quick. Thank you, Andrew. Think about what we just found out. We found out that uh, Josh Wheaton, who is one of the biggest writers, producers, directors, and, and he's all part of this Hollywood uh, Marvel, DC crowd, Josh Wheaton, he just said, we don't want the sky bully telling us what morals should be. We want to have our own. We have uh, um, Michael Brown, I think his name is. 
He is one of the producers. He is one of the men who are responsible in the Marvel universe for the comic book collections and the comic book sales. And he's telling people to go get Aliester Crowley's teachings on the book of Satan. And you study that and you manifest that as you, you ask the demons into your life and they will help you along your, your journey. They'll do all these things. It's just mind blowing. Go ahead. I thought Andrew was wanting to say something. No, I was coughing. Okay. And you um, cough. I, you've muted it. Let me see. Um, give me just a second. I'm going to pull this other one up, which is, which is kind of the one I wanted to talk with you guys about. Um, as soon as I find it. And so, you know, one of the things while you're looking for that, let me just say, I mean, I did end up having one person that was trying to say like, oh, all you fundamentalists that are, you know, you just, you're, you're against all movies. Um, you know, I think, I think we've been clear here. There's, there's no one here that's saying we're against all movies. Uh, yeah, I'm, no. I, I'm not saying that all superhero movies are made of the devil. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, not, nothing even close to that. I'm not saying that if you watch them, you're not saved. If you're, if if you watch them, you hate God. I'm not saying anything like that, <clears throat> but there is some of these things you, you do have to look at. What uh, again, authorial intent? When you have Star Wars saying that they are tr- the the guy who creates Star Wars, George Lucas says he wants to create a new religion, the Jedi's. He wanted to replace the religion. How do you sit there and say, "Oh no, that's not really what he meant"? No, that's not it. Yeah. No, that is it. That's the authorial intent. And so you, you, you have to be honest with that and say, if that's what they intended to do it for. Now, <clears throat> I will say this as kind of a caveat. It's interesting that when you have a George Lucas saying that that's his intent, they ignore that, right? And then when I say, well, this was my intent, it's like, well, well we're, you know, no, we, we're going to decide what your intent is. <laughs> Just to Andrew's against well, and yeah, oh, sorry. Donnie, I'm not against all movies. I the fact that I don't watch them doesn't mean I'm against them, Donnie. I can see you in there. Well, so here's what scared me. Here's kind of what scared me. I started watching, you know, uh, you know, um, Chris was talking about this earlier. You know, we we've, we've watched these movies and we 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 it's part of our families and and things that we we want to. I wanted to want to pass on to my kids virtue and something. Something worth grabbing a hold on. Okay, Tolkien was great in the 40s and the 50s. Tell me something today that's that's you know virtuous and and that we can say, look, this is an example of of a moral person that's doing right because it's right. Okay, so let's let's this is what we've seen though in culture everywhere. I mean, I've said this for a while: is show me good comedians, show me comedians like you know. Red Skelter or Bob Hope or these guys that they had to you had to think to make a joke. Now it's just a bunch of foul language and sexual innuendos. Mm -hmm. There's nothing funny about it. It's just it's it's toilet humor. It's it's third for humor for third graders. And that's what we've produced now. Yeah. Well, and you think about it. We have we have um, we've come up and, and as Christians, we have an obligation to be discerning. And, and guys, you don't, I mean, I'll tell you that what I saw in, in, in the Facebook post that you did, Andrew, it showed me something and it, it, it convicted me too, because I compromised to watch 
certain movies as of Marvel movies of superhero movies, I, I would compromise in certain ways. And, and, and I'm going to show you a clip that every single person that's watched Spider-Man has stepped past it and said, Oh, okay. I'll compromise on it. Every single person watched Spider-Man, including myself and said, is this where he somehow explains what libel is? Yeah, let's do libel. Let's do that. <laughs> so, so this this is the Hulk, by the way, uh, Andrew. That is the Hulk. I know who the Hulk is. <laughs> I don't know who the guy is behind him. Okay, that's Iron Dude, Iron Man. So, all right, so here we go. Let, let, let's just get in this. And, and by the way, somebody had to ask. This is Good Fight Ministries. Um, they're on Vimeo. This is on YouTube. Um, you can get the book, uh, the video, uh, Marvel and DC and Spider-Man. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Marvel and uh, Marvel and DC's War on God. And, and you have to think about this. We every single per, every single one of us here will agree that there is an agenda in Hollywood for woke, non-Christian, God-hating culture that wants no, to indoctrinate actually, well, everyone here i think will agree but i've what i've learned is not everyone not all that claim to be believers on facebook and twitter will agree and, and that's my point is <laughs> is that we will agree with it when it comes to the 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 culture when it comes to our politics when it comes to our schools and everything else but when we want to be entertained we'll compromise with it somewhat mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it guys and and, and it's something that that I think everybody that's a Christian needs to search your heart and not be not just be mad that somebody posted a truth. Okay. Even if he did it, you know, and oh, I shouldn't have worded it that way. Well, there's some truth to it. Otherwise, everybody wouldn't have got so angry. So, okay. So <laughs> I'm me, sorry. Yeah. So let me what? ask Justin. I, I mean, this is a fair question. Um, uh-uh. He's never asked a fair question. Yeah. You Go, ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go ahead. So, okay. You're using the word compromised right now. I have no, I have no um, fight in the game or whatever. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really care much about comics at all. But um, okay, is it somebody who is? Are they compromising by watching a movie, or are they mature enough that they can watch it and say, you know what, I don't believe that. That's stupid, kids. It's just sorry. You know, it's entertainment. Yeah. We have to deal with some dumb stuff from the world. Yeah. Um, and that's life, right? I mean, so is there a balance there in that, or are you just saying, boom, it's always a compromise if we're going to watch any sort of entertainment? That has well, there's certain areas. Uh, so let's look at it this way. There's certain areas. Um, anytime that it's blaspheming God, what does Ray Comfort always say? Did you watch that movie? Well, it had 78 times where it blasphemed God, the name of Jesus, and people you know, are saying, oh, it's such a great movie. And we have to, we have to ask ourselves a question. When is it that we're going to say enough's enough? We demand something out of Hollywood that that doesn't blaspheme our God because they won't do it against Allah, Buddha, Muhammad, or or any of the other gods. They they do they do homage with reverence to these other gods, but not with the biblical God. Yeah, uh, and I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, trust me. Yeah. It, there's there are times I can watch a good show. Um, we don't <laughs> do much anymore, but yeah. Uh, but, but once you hear blasphemy i don't know why but that's one that does it to me yeah yeah like i foul language doesn't bother me as much as blasphemy but yeah they put it in different context Um, and i just just because i don't know movies to be able to do it in that but (laughs) say you're listening to a song from bethel music right you don't know who they're from you don't know anything about them you hear it and happens to be one of their more biblical songs 
you like the lyrics, you like the, the music, so you like the song. No, the, fine. In ignorance, you enjoy the song. You're not compromising. But once you learn that Bethel music is a false cult, false religion that is teach false teaching that has is using their music to try to lure people in. Now, once you know that now, if you end up listening to it, then you're compromising. Right. right? So, so there is, I think, I an ignorance. Back on that a little bit. What, 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 I think yeah. there's, I think there's an, what I'm saying is that I think there's an ignorance you can have, but then when you have the knowledge, exactly, it's but, different. So, but, so but Bethel claims to be, christian and then does stuff yeah right and i know chris said you're probably gonna say the same thing on the other hand you have movies that don't okay. claim to be christian and that's a good point they don't claim you're, to be this yeah. at all you know yeah. and so and we well, know said, what we're getting into when but, we watch so, so if there's yeah. a and maybe maybe you know maybe chris won't push back if i say it this way because i just don't know enough movies to, to do it but if so does, a, does andrew need to apologize for <laughs> misleading no, 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 no i think you should no no but the point being is if if there's a movie where say you had a movie that is very entertaining, um, but the author well I guess I can say with with Star Wars right Let, let's use Star Wars so you 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 know that Star Wars was I mean I enjoyed it as a kid how dare you say but, anything about Star Wars I know I, I there someone was trying to kick a Star Wars versus Star Trek. Uh, fight in the in the chat somebody post this on facebook is there a difference aren't they the same thing no he doesn't even know yeah 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 there's a big difference between the two i don't like star wars isn't that where luke went warp speed to save will robinson (laughs) (laughs) that's the one Uh, like i i remember as a kid watching star wars i thought it was entertaining i liked it but then when i became a christian and learned that george lucas was trying to teach a a replacement religion really a new age religion i had trouble with it right why because now I was informed that this was his purpose, mm-hmm. and and now I didn't like the movie as much. Yeah, right. And, and, and that that's what I want to kind of push back on just a little bit. When we are talking about things that are specifically theological, such as worship, that's right. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's one thing when you know you come to faith, you hear teaching, you're you're consuming things, you're you're not knowledgeable, and we've talked about this in Voice of Reason Radio. People, we often will say, well, if you deny the Trinity, you're not saved carte blanche. Well, if you have someone who's newly saved and, they, and initially starts, say, under T.D. Jake's church, he's not going to understand these things. As he grows in the faith and he re- recognizes this is false and he, and he can turns from it, great. If he continues in it and just denies it no matter how much, there's your problem. So to your example of Bethel music, that's specifically God worship supposedly. And you're singing it, then you learn what Bethel teaches. That should evoke, evoke a response where you go, I can't really do this. In the issue of secular entertainment, there are areas we should never cross that line. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. things that explicitly glorify that which God has condemned, we should never partake in. When you get into these areas where the, the nature of the language that's used, the the subject material borders on religious and, and the, uh, or they're using secular humanistic humanistic, or they're drawing from various sources 
to inspire their characters and those have questionable backgrounds. Absolutely. That's where we have to go. Where, where is my walk with Christ? Where is my maturity level? What do I understand? What am I, what am I understanding about this movie? And we have to ask ourselves those questions. So when it comes to the issue of, well, to watch a Marvel movie, we compromise. I'm going to push back a little bit and say, I I agree with Anthony. I think that it's a maturity issue. Mm -hmm. However, what I will also say is when we are so defensive that we don't even want to take the time to ask the questions, when we don't want to give it any kind of grounds for it, you just cannot tell me I can't watch this, where we aren't willing to at least examine our presuppositions, examine why we like these things, and question whether that's a maturity issue. Now we're getting into an issue of are we compromising? Are we willing to accept that which is we know not God glorifying just so we can be entertained? It's a maturity issue. It's a, it's a knowledge issue. It's a wisdom issue. All of these things come into play. And, and see, that's you know, where I was going. That, and yeah. that's where I was going. See, and, and, and that's the whole case of, you know, the authorial intent, because what I meant by what I said, Andrew and Anthony. <laughs> so you didn't ask me what I meant. You just told me what I meant. And went off this whole tirade. I didn't tell you. I asked a no, question. it was Anthony. Yeah. 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 It was Anthony did it. He asked a question. He did. He went for context. He was looking yeah. for context. Yeah. 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 To think about this. If, if you don't know, you know, seriously, if you don't know and you're watching the movies and you start, I mean, how many are there now? Like 30 two or something too 20. many <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot and well, all, all i know is i watched one that was called Endgame. that was supposed to be the end of them all and it didn't end it yeah you missed 10 <laughs> years of movies and watch the end that's like reading the epilogue of lord of the rings okay yeah you're not and, gonna get it <laughs> and by the way in anthony's defense justin it's not his fault that it takes you so long to answer a question that he forgot the context. Okay, did you do you you do remember what the title is, right? It's it's, it's Pastor Justin Pierce. I don't answer questions quickly. I have to explain it. What have, okay, what have we learned here tonight? We've we've learned that Andrew is too quick at typing and and doesn't give Justin enough context to his post. Chris Honholds can't type anything quickly yeah. and Justin can't say anything briefly. So, That's right. Okay. And it was R2D2 that did oh, this. I can say this. No, 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 no. That, no, that was, as someone said, Andrew equals Spock. And that's why I could do that. I, I did actually like Spock growing up. I thought so, it was logical. I can say this, however. Let me, let me post this. Hold on before we go any further. We're in Anthony time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Show over. Let me well, just end the broadcast. All right, everybody. Talk to you later. See you. Bye. <laughs> well, I, think, I told I think you it's going to happen. Chris, uh, Chris hit on a point where he was talking about. Well, hold on, hold on. People who get defensive. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You know why Justin knew we were going to get to Anthony time? Because I'm here. Because he Justin was here, and and he, and he can't answer can't anything. Say anything. Okay, sorry, Drew. Go ahead. But when Chris is talking about people who get defensive over these things like talking about superheroes it brings us back to the title of the show do christians idolize superheroes well if my first response is to get defensive and to and to respond with oh are you saying i'm not a christian or are you saying i'm compromising or are you saying i'm no longer a believer that i hate god well now i'm completely bypassing the issue yeah and i'm displaying my idolization 
exactly. because I'm trying to hold on so tight and I'm not willing to listen to what's actually being displayed. And so like, I had no clue now. I don't really watch a whole, I don't watch Marvel movies and so I, I, I prefer just like Batman movies and especially the campy movies with, uh, Adam West, you know, um, but, uh, this, so this one's out. Which one is this? <laughs> I don't know which one this is. This oh, is this that's one. The one. Christian Bale ones. I've seen yeah. them, but but I can't Probably watch them just like all the time. Um, yeah, I thought they were too violent. <laughs> but uh, they're. Uh, I didn't know. Like when when you were playing these clips of these these creators, these writers, yeah. that this is what they were saying. This is yeah. what they were doing. Now I don't really watch Marvel anyway. Yeah, but um, and then. Justin, you you made the comment about the the anti-hero. Yeah. The anti-hero is huge now. Deadpool is an anti-hero. Exactly. Punisher is an anti-hero. The mm-hmm. Red Hood, anti-hero. 100%. And what they are is they're, they're not heroes, they're not villains. They're people who are out for themselves. And then they do what they feel is right in their own eyes. So they have no moral compass other than themselves. And then when you look at someone like Deadpool, it's vile. It's violent. It's <clears throat> grotesque. It's everything that, that that they're trying to get away from saying, like, uh, I, I think what a wholesome Captain America image would look like, where you had the creation of Captain America who fought the Nazis, right? We love Captain America because he fought yeah. the Nazis. But you bring in some of these other characters, and they're just evil, trying to be displayed as as what we should be in following our own quote unquote moral compass. Yeah. Captain yeah. America fought the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, you don't know that he froze. He froze. I mean, look at him right here. If you look how he looks now, well, we should actually let Chris Hanholds explain the story. Of anything, but that's the whole reason it was created. It was, it was created during, it was morale for world war two. Yeah. He was actually wow. a world war two, uh, comic propaganda. Yeah. And, uh, and that's that's where he he originated from. I wish you would have fought and, the Marxists instead. And, and that's actually so. So this is something actually you bring up, but it, but it, it makes the point. <clears throat> we we cannot take out for look at Captain America. He was created for propaganda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. This is he. You know, he represents America going after the evil Hitler. You know, this is it was a cartoon or comic book created for propaganda it was created to influence people exactly with with and, and, and that's what they do still today correct and, and there's still that point. and you yeah. know so i i think i think anthony you had a couple comments you wanted to read and then justin you still had a clip you wanted to share. yeah i want to pull up a little bit of these clips. yeah you know so i thought this was really interesting as, as a comment and, and i think she's right i mean melissa lacks cop the Roman Catholic saints, they're idolized heroes, right? So th- there, there is a basis for, for looking yep. at heroes as being, as being idols. I mean, look no well, further look than more. Well, they're, they're <laughs> popes and idol, right? I mean, Roman Catholics have all kinds of idols. Mary. And Mary. Okay. Right. So, so then we can extend this, I think, to, you know, look at how Muslims deal with Muhammad. Correct. If you, that's if you dare say. say anything about Muhammad. Okay. That's, no, 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 no but you're in trouble cool. now. That's right. And <laughs> thank you. You're going to get us all killed. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph Smith idolized Mary Baker Eddy idolized. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you go right on down the line with all these false religions. So, I mean, there is something to be said that there is the potential. And, and, and maybe that's like 
maybe that's what we really need to talk about in the show or at least conclude with is that yeah is that there is the potential for people to idolize superheroes mm-hmm. And that can come mm-hmm. from Christians and non-Christians alike. And that, and mm-hmm. as Christians, we have to be really, really careful about because that. Because it goes back to what you said. We have an idol factor for our heart. And we, you know, we know God exists. This is the whole thing. <clears throat> the, I, the, the point I was trying to make with it is really is every single person knows God exists. Every single person either loves God or hates God. And those who, who hate God... They either want a replacement God or, you know, they're, they're, they, they, they're filling something as an idol. I mean, I look, I, I had this in, in, I've told you this, in jiu-jitsu all the time. You go in the gym and you hear the guys that go, you know, oh, jiu-jitsu saved my life. No, well, really what, what it is, they made an idol out of it. And, they, they, you know, the guys that were just strung out on drugs and, and no structure in their life. And they came into the gym and jujitsu takes a lot of effort. It, it's a lot of time. It's several days a week. So what is it? It gives them structure in their life. It gave them something to do. It gave them something to do, but it also gave them somewhere they focus every, because jujitsu is not like karate. I've done both, right? Mm-hmm. Karate, you can get a black belt in four years. Okay. Jujitsu, it takes like 12 years because there's so much more to learn. Oh, yeah. You really have to devote yourself to learning it and being good at it. To, to time, rise yeah. through the ranks and there's guys that's like oh this saved my life no you made an idol out of it yeah you know and and even christians can can do that with jiu-jitsu i've seen it <laughs> well christians i mean you mentioned christian you know and this is something i mentioned to chris when we were talking yesterday is we have a tendency chris, to even chris take good things. chris huff or chris honholtz honholtz oh okay <laughs> i mentioned it to chris huff too <laughs> uh but uh but we have a tendency to take even the really good things and make idols out of them, such as mm-hmm. our heroes, right? Like like yeah. Spurgeon or the Puritans, the Reformers, yeah. things like that. And we, because again, our hearts are idol factories. We can, I can take all of all of these these Puritan works right here on this shelf, this bookcase. I can take all those, and I can spend so much more time in those than I do in the scriptures. But what is that telling me? That's telling me I would rather read the Puritans <clears> than <throat> read the scriptures. So I have to yeah. really work, discipline, and devote myself to hearing from God first in his word before I go to the Puritans. Well, you think about on Facebook, how many of us uh, just constantly are quoting, oh, this guy said this, this guy said this, mm-hmm. you know, oh, the the greatest thinker ever, Calvin said this, and oh, Spurgeon said this, and you're like, okay, that's great. What did Jesus say? Mm-hmm. Do we have a gospel? Is there any, you know, I, I know, of course, so you guys know, I post needgod.com all the time. All right. You know, it's kind of nice, you know, I mean, just have that. Go so ahead. let's get ourselves in trouble. Uh-oh. I think we talked about this, but Carol saying, I know we're talking about superheroes, but what about programs or movies like The Chosen that oh, Christians say is the greatest program? Yeah, no, they, they don't. Not. <laughs> I mean, look, Christians, we're, we're in Anthony Time. Let's just open that can of worms. All right. Yeah, another topic for another. That's another minefield. Well, actually, we've got two shows on that minefield. <laughs> and if you go back into the archives, we have two recent shows on the minefield of the chosen that we've sat and talked about. Um, and I'll just tell you, Christians should not touch it. It's Mormon indoctrination. Yep. So don't touch it. Actually, one of the, the interesting things, that guy who in that show who plays Jesus, mm-hmm. he's 
I think I think they're filming a movie where he's playing Lonnie Frisbee, and Lonnie Frisbee is is is, a... is held as a hero to the Vineyard Movement because he was one of the people with John Wimber who started oh. the Vineyard Movement. Okay, interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah, if you know anything not good, about Lonnie it? Frisbee, uh, that that's scary. Yeah, that's not good. That is not that's good not at all. Good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but. Like this is this is one of the things with the Mormons. They they produce, unfortunately, better, more biblically accurate films about Christ than Christians do. I mean, they stick to what the Bible actually says, even though the Book of Mormon, you know, the Mormon Jesus would be different, you know. And then so it's like I I've seen things where it's like, man, this is really good, and then it's like, you know, presented by the book, you know, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, like, ah, oh, just chop off that end, and it's a great thing. Well, I'm waiting to hear about the season where uh, Jesus appears in the Americas. In the Americas, there you go. All right. Okay, so Justin, you know we're okay. We're, let's we're, throw, let's throw a few more out here, just real quick. Uh, no, I was going to say that we just oh. end the show. Oh, oh well, let's just end the show. <laughs> well, we, so Anthony times Anthony, yeah. t- tell him, tell him we got to do some Anthony time. You know, we should. Yeah, we should. Okay, so I'm, just so everybody, people have asked, this is the uh, Good Fight Ministries. It's Marvel and DC's God, uh, War on God. And, you know, like I said, I want to encourage everybody to watch it. Maybe you, you can, can watch them. Uh, I can't. Like I told you guys, I for some reason, I can't do any conversations on the right-hand side. Oh, okay. um, I don't know why. Anyway, um, so if you guys can get a link in there for it, that'd be great. Um, so uh, really good stuff, but I want to encourage everybody to watch it. You may not agree with everything, but at least it'll give you a starting point so that you can do some discernment on this and determine, should this stuff be in my family's homes? You know, I, I mean, be diligent and say, you know, okay, so, we, so we're not being compromised. Let's look at it and see what it says. Now, now here's one area that I had a problem with when, I, when, I've, when I've heard it several times, and this is the area I told you, told you about Spider-Man. Uh, let's see if this pulls up. DC's movies that are based upon their superheroes, the reliability of God to deliver people from evil is questioned, and faith in substitute fictitious superheroes is put in its place. This is nowhere better illustrated than in the first installment of the Spider-Man. Great. (laughs) That that was epic. Are we going to have a commercial? Well, well, while that's coming up, um, wasn't that Chris did um, give us the link. When it comes up, I'll pop it back in. Yeah, did give us a link for the first it, um, uh, comic cover of uh, Captain America. So I did post that. Thank you, Chris, for that. I posted it into the chat. If anybody wants to look at it um, and see it, the propaganda is all over the front cover. I just looked at it myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, have and you got it? Have you got it? Uh, can you pull a picture of it up? Yeah, we, we can maybe pull that up. Hold on. So. Great. Um, there we go. So, I mean, you have to, your, your screen is just because your internet, you should have downloaded that thing and then wouldn't have that problem. (laughs) Just saying. So here's here's the comic. Clipgrab.com. That's how you can uh, download those things. Yeah, no kidding. I should have. So, so here's, here's, you know, 1941 is when it was first published. You could, you could. Something about Hitler is right there on the screen. Where? You scroll back up, it's right there. He's punching right. Hitler right in the jaw. 
Oh, okay. And he's punching Hitler there. Yeah, you can yep. see, yeah, he's punching Hitler. Here you got the Nazi symbols. So, yeah, I mean, that's... All right. So I'm sorry. The... <laughs> it's a great video, Justin. Sorry, I'm trying to get this pulled back up. <clears throat> Justin, this what, is great. Uh, you hey, know, this yeah. is how you do quality. While praying the Lord's Prayer, a prayer given by Jesus Christ, so now, only to be... About? I give up. <laughs> I give up. I tried. Do you want to? Do you want to explain what it said? Okay. So, uh, who in the Spider-Man movie you had the Green Goblin bust in the house of Aunt May, and she's praying the Lord's Prayer, and they accentuate it to the point where she says, "You know, a Father who art in heaven," and she says she gets to the point of, "Give us this day our daily bread and deliver us," and he busts in. And they point out that he accentuates it, and 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 the the bad guy, Green Lantern, he or uh, um, Green Goblin, Goblin, Green Goblin. Thank you. I said I, I probably messed it up twice. Okay. Of course, um, Chris knew that. So so he comes in and he screams at her and says, "Finish it, finish it!" And she said, "Deliver us from evil." Evil. And the whole idea is you can't trust. The, the God of the Bible, the one that says delivers from evil, but you can trust, and, and they said you can trust your friendly neighborhood superheroes. And then they go to the next clip, which is Marvel's. Uh, uh, hold on, give me just a second. It's the Chris Pratt guy. What, Star Lord. Yeah. Guardians of the He's Galaxy. got the gun to Spider Man, and they're all having this big argument with uh, the heroes. And he says, you know, I'll blow him away. I'll blow him away. And he says, uh, 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 Dr. Death, Dr. Uh, Strange. Dr. Strange, keep, just keep it on track here. Uh, Dr. Strange, he says, what, what uh, master do you serve? And Pratt says, what am I supposed to say, Jesus? And nobody had a, had a bat, bats an eye at this. Hmm. And the whole idea is well, you're not really able to trust that Jesus guy. They don't talk about anything else that way. It's always Jesus in derision. It's always minimizing Jesus and giving the, the true biblical attributes of God are always married, the, the Gnostic inversion. They're always married to the, um, the, the big bad guy. But the heroes, they get the great music. They get the great you know, starlight where, you, where you're supposed to hope for them to be the heroes. And who are they really fighting? Well, according to the writers, they made it so that they're fighting God. And if you if you watch these videos, it will blow your mind. I, at the very least, I'll pull this up so you guys can see it's the Good Fight Ministries, uh, Marvel ex, Marvel, Marvel DC, DC Exposed dot com dot com. Yeah, just watch it. You know, if you agree with it, fine. If you don't, I mean, at least do your due diligence. At least you know, be a Berean and look at look at it and say. Um, does he have a point? Now, maybe yeah. you don't agree with everything, and maybe you can argue. You know, and 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 let's give the other side. I mean, the the argument people are going to have is, you know, there are people who are looking for this stuff everywhere, right? I mean, this guy got mm-hmm. sure. started his ministry, sure. you know, showing you know stuff with rock and roll, yeah. and so he could make the claim that oh, he's he's still trying to make a name from, he's still trying to keep that going, so he finds Satan and everything. Sure, absolutely. 
there's going to be that. But you got to also when you realize these the the guys creating these films are saying what their goal is. I mean, like I it, it boggles my mind when people tell you what why they're doing what they're doing. Like, you know, Biden will tell you why he's doing what he's doing. And then people go, no, that's not really what he meant. Why isn't it? I mean, he's saying, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I want to raise taxes. He doesn't really want to raise taxes. He said he did, and he's doing everything to raise taxes. Like, you know, you know that that it's it's mind boggling. Like, and, and that is where I think there's the the idol of it is when these guys say they are creating these films to replace God. Yeah, and people go, no, that's not really what they meant. Well, you know, Garth Ennis is one of the biggest writers. Garth Ennis, I mean, if you guys look on your in, in your comic books, Garth Ennis is one of the guys that he's part of it. And and his goal in uh, The Boys, you know, everybody's yeah, seen, yeah. okay, I know it's awful, but he also writes for Marvel. He writes for, you know, every other genre. And every time he depicts Jesus as a buffoon, an idiot, uh, somebody to be blasphemed, he's always depicting, and his... Every single one of his characters wants to kill God, wants to kill Jesus specifically. You know, you know it tells you a lot about Chris Pratt playing that that role because Chris Pratt supposedly in Hollywood is this Christian. Yeah, at yeah. least that's how people portray yeah. him as, and and what what the Christian community thinks of him. But how can you be a Christian and then be around these writers who have said this is my goal? Yeah. Well, and, and, and I'll speak to the, you know, the writer part of it a little bit. You know, when I was got into comic books it's in the 90s and a lot of the still heroic good versus evil was there as it was transitioning from late 90s into 2000s. We saw the shift of people from my generation getting into this field of writing and absolutely challenging the status quo going for the liberal bent, going for the liberal storylines, making them more graphic, making the, the heroes more questionable, making the, the villains more sympathetic. And what you're starting to see now with the new phase of Marvel heroes, everybody's saying they're going woke. They don't understand. Back early 2000s, Marvel did this in the comic books. All of these characters that everybody says, oh, they're going woke. This was going on then. It, nearly, then. Bankru- it nearly bankrupted Marvel. Marvel yeah. nearly bankrupted because of it, because the re- readers didn't want to he- see this kind of political commentary. They didn't want to see forced diversity. Marvel admitted that and got slammed for admitting it because they said the people don't want to read this. Yeah. And then they backtracked and said, oh, well, that's what the comic stores are telling us. So we're not admitting it. The comic stores are telling us. This. And you got to well, think the, about the it. X-Men that's where the, movies, the, the, that's yeah, where the agenda movies. Yeah, but that's where the agenda pushes. I mean, we, I think we've all seen it is you have this idea that they don't believe in soft selling. They have a wedge. Their mentality is let's shove it down people's throat. Yeah. Then we back off and get you to compromise. It's the Hegelian dialectic <laughs> process. It's yeah. it's tried and true. It's been since the 30s and 40s of, you know, of getting people shoving it down people's throat back off a little bit and say, oh, look. We're the tolerant ones, and you stupid Christians, you're the ones mm-hmm. raging against us. We really oh, didn't mean it that way, you know. And, and, and then they push it back again. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just but, a little bit further each time. 
Did you guys watch the Doctor Strange and the multiverse of you know yeah. demonic wickedness? No. That was crazy. That was a crazy I will admit that I watched it with my daughter because we wanted to see what it was about. I, I literally watched it because I wanted to see what it's about. Because I, I, I had this feeling in my it gut that it was going to be awful. And there was nothing more demonic that I've seen in any of uh, I mean <laughs> I, I mean I can't think of anything that they would have done even more more blatantly demonic than what they did. I mean, they were using the eye of Horus, the all seeing eye, you know, that's what the eye of Agamotto is, is a representation of the eye of Horus. And it's, it's, you know, this, the cultic magic, the upside down cross, the upside down triangles, they were using all these cultic symbols and, and they're, and they're right there in front of everybody saying, look, you can too, we can do this. And exactly. That's, that's, been a, that's been a consistent theme with that character throughout its creation. Exactly, so, and that's that's cool. been cool. part of it. You know, in conclusion, I think you still had a, another your thing you were going to say earlier. I, you know, I, I was just going to say this is where uh, having a, a good understanding of presuppositionalism is important. That uh, that there's there's Christians, there's unbelievers, and there is nothing in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and we have to recognize that people who aren't Christians who are making movies hate God, they're enemies of God, they're against God, they're sons of Satan. I mean, we see all kinds of yeah. um, descriptions of Scripture mm-hmm. for them. And so if we're going to watch Marvel movies, if we're going to watch fill in the blank, recognize the source and <clears throat> just yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah, be discerning without a doubt. Right. Now, now, one thing I will say, protect your kids. I wrote it. That's okay. Right? If it's protect, protect the kids. Yeah, so, that's right. right. Protect your kids. So here's another um, comment that was written earlier. I was a fan of watching Marvels before, but most of the movies that I I am of watching with is what I am of watching with is Superman. But as I've done my deep research on this movie that they are portraying <laughs> is a practice of occultism. And that is why I stopped watching these movies again. It creeps me up. They are unveiling satanic powers, Jeriel. They talk about that in uh, like episode or chapter three of the the video that I was trying to show you. <laughs> yeah. So, so let, let me try to sum up, you know, with tonight. So what have we looked at? We, okay. We looked at the fact of, other than that, Andrew is bad at typing. Um, <laughs> that's but not, he does, that's, but he does correct yourself. Yeah. Demonic, like 99.9% of Washington, DC. Yeah. Clinton. Amen. Yeah. Clinton. You're right. Clinton. Um, so what we see is that the fact is, is as Christians, we should be first off showing love to to other believers. We should yeah. be believing them and not just looking for some way that you said something that we want to go after. Yeah. Like we just want to make an, you know, that, that was, why did I bring up the, you know, Jennifer, because she's Jennifer Greenberg has a lot of followers and she's going to sit there and, and, and she, she's always saying to defend. If you read her blog, she's defending the victims. Well, she, she, lied for what i said exaggerated what i said to make it me look worse that is someone who is victimizing somebody geez you should be she should be helping you because you're playing the victim right now yeah i know she should. <laughs> um which which is what she was doing with it we're going oh you lied about it. you know it's like i i just stated fact i mean the, but the point is that we have to be careful with the i mean there's so many people that reacted to that and even after clarification, just wanted to claim that, oh, no, you're lying. And so, you know, 
I think anyone that kisses their dog is making an idol of their dog. That's, that's, that's right. That's, this is my yeah. baby. That's his super. That, oh, that is just Ooh. gross. <laughs> Thing. You know, Justin, oh, I was oh, with you. That's right my baby. Until you did oh, the dentist just died. Oh. Yeah. just lost. I air kissed her. Oh. Come on. Oh, no, you did not, and she did not. Oh, no, she licked the tongue. I mean, she had her tongue out, and then <laughs> back in. I think, I think that's a version oh. of Peter. Of uh, of oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh man, yeah. Don't go there. Nope. Let's get back on track to end this. I can't believe you What's did that. that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, this this train derailed so, a while ago. Yeah. So I think that when, one of the things we need to do is we, we need to be cautious with the way we react with one another on social media. Social media, I think, unfortunately, brings out the worst in people. People don't yeah. give, uh, don't hear people out. They, they have a knee-jerk reaction, jump on that, and then double down on that rather than hearing what someone's saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, the irony of people saying that, you know, that I, I have to repent because I'm lying about the, you know, and, and trying to justify by my clarification. And it's like, um, that's doubling down. Like, listen to what I'm saying, hear, hear out what I'm saying. And, you know, so you get things like that that are just, um, we have to be cautious with that. Yeah. However, can we make an idol of some of these superheroes and, and the films? Yes. I mean, yeah. we're seeing that. Do, do we need to be cautious with, with some of these in what the, who look, these unbelievers are producing it as we've shown for the reason of replacing God. Yeah. So unbelievers watch it for that reason, because they hate God. But the question is, why are the Christians doing it? I get it. It's entertainment, but is it simply entertainment? No. Why look? We we talked about it. why was Captain America created that first episode? It was propaganda, and when you're watching these movies, it's propaganda. So as to Anthony, what Anthony said, it takes a mature believer to watch this stuff and recognize what's happening. I mean, my kids hated watching movies or or TV with me because I would stop, be like, okay, I'd literally stop it and be like, okay, let's talk about the agenda here, right? I, I was teaching them critical thinking because. You know, I forget who said it, whether it was uh, Drew or, or Justin there about protecting the kids. But th- what was I trying to do? I want to train my children up so that they see that this agenda is in everything, everything. Like th- you're not going to watch anything in Hollywood today That's and they're right. not putting an agenda in there. Mm-hmm. So you have to know that going in. So the question becomes, is that an agenda where we could say it's just entertainment for us or is that going to influence we are to be in the world, but not of the world. But I guess I got news for you. The, the simple reality is that these things influence Christians more than Christians influence the, the world. Okay. I, true. I, I'll t- just give you a quick thing. We were supposed to, when the, when the Olympics were going to be in Japan, <clears throat> Living Waters Asia was going to have me fly out to Japan to do a training to, to train people to evangelize for the Olympics. They canceled it. Why? Because Spider-Man was coming out that weekend and the churches were going to go see Spider-Man over an evangelism training with millions of people coming in their country for the Olympics. That's how many churches that close on Christmas because they want to open presents instead. Yeah. I mean, yes. it's where's our priority, Right. 
And and so yep. I, I look. How do you boil a frog? You don't stick it in hot water. You put it in cold water and turn the heat up. And and yeah, when when Christians are giving themselves over and over and over to the world's entertainment, there are many Christians, not all Christians, but there's many Christians that end up being influenced by that. And yep. if you deny that, then just answer the question, why are so many professing believers in churches today that are now promoting homosexuality? Where did it come from? It came from the culture. It came from an indoctrination from the culture over and over. Public schools, movies, TikTok, all this stuff. Women and you're it. getting inundated with it, and it will desensitize you to that. That's the key word, desensitization. Because that's that, the goal of it. And that's what we have to watch out yeah. for yeah. with our kids when we're watching yep. movies and, and everything else. It's, Parents, annoy your children and stop the film to say, hey, did you notice that he said this? <laughs> yep, sound like a broken record. That, that's right. Well, or if you want to introduce a superhero, just say, this is what Bible man would say. Yeah. There you go. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, when, that's the way to do it. Bible man super superhero. He's super corny. Yeah. Bible man so, super I, book, and you're set. So Carol says, love you, Justin, because you love your puppy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carol, yeah. We'll, still, we'll still pray for, for you. Yeah, now we, now we have another thing to pray for. Yeah, now we have something else to pray for you. <laughs> you guys know you have all kinds of stuff to pray for me about. So. <laughs> so, hey, don't forget, next week we have the discipleship with... Well, uh, hold, hold on, hold on. He's, got, he's got a couple more comments. Cole, oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Cole in the back has a question, and I okay. can't answer because I've never seen it, but um, well, is the Marvel DC War on God movie just an OMG Satan fest, or does it bring Scripture alongside it back up the biblical truth? Well, I don't use OMG. But I'll just say that. I'll point that out. Um, uh, so here's where I'm going to come from. It uses uh, scripture and it uses the the uh, videos, uh, documented uh, video evidence of what the authors actually say so we know what their authorial intent is. So, so since we know what they're saying, we know, as Andrew just said, we know what they mean and we know um, what they're trying to do is indoctrinate. It's slowly, incrementally uh, taking us from one point to the next. So, okay. And then, um, and then bond servant for Jesus is asking uh, you to Justin, you said there were three parts to those videos, but I only see two parts available and you have to pay for it. Did Justin get a special viewing thing? Yeah, I paid for the, the, the movie, the, the documentary, I actually on Vimeo uh, and it's got uh, multiple chapters. And what I said was, there, that in chapter three, it talks about the Superman and the origin and the whole story about Superman and kind of lays that out. Um, there's several others. I mean, it, it breaks down a lot of the characters and uh, w the ones that uh, and look, not every single character is ha has a, a, a very bad origin, I guess I should say, or 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 has, you know, demonic writers or evil writers. But the, what they're talking about is the ones that are being influential right now uh justin just melissa i know is on on a you know restricted budget fixed income uh there's a youtube channel that you found that has some of these things that that oh, would be yeah. free what is that channel um it's uh let me while see I can pull it. while you're you pull that up i'm just gonna put this up here and say i you know what i'm glad that justin did what happened with his dog because you know donnie in the other room posted I miss my dog now. I'm going home. Yay! 
Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I love you, Donnie. I love you. <laughs> I, I, are you leaving yet? You don't look like you're packing up. Okay, did you get that YouTube? <laughs> you get that he, YouTube? He's going to stay tomorrow for the get together, I'm sure. Oh. Uh, well, that's good because, uh, hey, hey, Donnie, since if you're going to stay for, for tomorrow night, can we, you know, I brought all my guns. Can we use you for target practice? Ooh, that oh, was wow. mean. <laughs> that was so mean. You know, Andrew, I saw that uh, it was, they were they were looking to have a lot of snow up in Idaho. and Oh, I'm no, they had it. Oh, I, I missed it. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. so glad. Aren't you glad they didn't invite you up to go snowmobiling? <laughs> Oh, 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 wow. That was good. That's good. Um, so, so here's the, um, I'll tell you what, in the private well, chat, what you, I can do is you, I can you would have had a walker okay. the next time. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So two, two things with that one. Uh, when I went out there, Thomas asked me, he's like, Hey, you want to go ATV riding? I said, just remember this time I'm coming armed. <laughs> but the irony is here's the funny thing is, I had I had uh, um, I put out there a um, you know like a thing to all the speakers, and I said if anyone named Thomas asks you to to go eight for an ATV ride, the answer is no. <laughs> and I didn't say anything more than that. No one said anything. So it's hilarious because people were sitting there and driving. With, with like he picked people up from the airport and he's like and they're like oh just talking and he goes oh i like to shoot i like to go atv ride and they go oh you're that thomas <laughs> so, it, it was great because every one of the speakers went ended up going like oh thomas you're that thomas guy oh okay <laughs> so he was trying to figure out what was said and so uh so he, the, the link is it was shared the the uh channel that on YouTube is called the Harvest. So if you go, if you go and look for uh, Marvel the... and DC or Marvel and DC's War on God, is, I put the it, you put the link, but in the private chat. people in audio can't see a link. Remember, this is a podcast, <laughs> and where where we end up having well, thousands of people that watch uh, that listen to the podcast and not watch. It's kind of hard to show a link in millions of people. No, we actually don't have millions of people, but we do have thousands. Um, so, uh, yeah, so just go to the Harvests. That's the channel. Um, I don't know which other ones they have there. but If you just type in Marvel and DC's uh, War on God, it pops up. It's like there's like like six or seven different uh, promo links, and then the there's the uh, like two or three main ones. So it's, it's good. you've got some good stuff. You know, look at it, see what you think. All right, so with that, next week um, we will have Justin. We'll have uh, on here. We'll will we'll be Andy Burgraff, um, and so that'll be good. I don't have a copy of his book to read ahead of time, but uh, you know, just saying, Justin. But well, you can buy one just like everybody else on Amazon. Ouch! Come in two days. Yeah, except yeah. I. I I, I I until I read the pile that I already have, my wife doesn't let me buy any books, so I can only get well, books that are given. You need to read. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. But I'm here talking to you too long because you know we're in 38 minutes into Anthony. Is there time. any giveaways you can enter? 
I told you we'd be on answer time. <laughs> I, I can Chris, enter. Chris is going to get a book pretty I, quick. <laughs> I can enter a giveaway, but Chris will win it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. So how many of them does Chris actually win, and how many of them are staged? That's why I, I actually know. No, ninety percent of them have been staged by Andrew. Oh, they, I will. Yeah. I will challenge that statistic. Okay, eighty-five. <laughs> even the last time you even admitted that you know, oh no, Andrew's going to say something about this one. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. KT is saying a book named Anthony Time. <laughs> It'll be in the front. It'll it'll say that it's only one one hundred fifty pages long. It'll be two hundred seventy five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, edited by Andrew Rappaport. <laughs> well, okay. So so when when Anthony and I first start working together, and he would he would do the a talk he would go super long so i helped him edit down but when he wrote his book i i helped him edit up we oh. actually doubled <laughs> the size of his book but it, it was for good reason he 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 wrote it originally because his first book right yeah. he was writing with his mindset not and i kept saying so who's your audience oh well unbelievers well they're not going to know this so he had to like explain everything which i think it it did really help the book to be a lot better um other than the fact that the co-author, you know, plagiarized me, but literally. <laughs> but anyway, he'll so, be off the book soon. He'll be, yeah, next next edition. Next edition. So uh, next next week we'll have um, uh, Andy Burgraff on, and so I look forward to that. And then um, coming up, like I said, we have um, the one with uh, Casey Butner, and then James. Uh, white so those are some things to be looking forward to all right so with that i think that is uh a wrap for tonight oh, sorry that's the wrap report podcast wrap report. <laughs> with that strive to make today oh, an eternal man. Day for the glory of god see you next time good night